Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here from Whalen Bay Marine, and I want to tell you all about a line of boats they are carrying. Whalen Bay now carries tractor boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tractor pontoon boats, Tahoe boats, and we all know the last one, Mako. So now, no matter what your boat needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. You have your choice of the number one aluminum boat, family boats, performance fishing boats, or just straight up fishing machine in the new Mako boats. Does it get any better? Also, I can promise you, when you buy your new boat, all of the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. And you can do all this at Whalen Bay Marine. It's St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207. Or give them a call at 904-217-3778. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized tracker boat, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, and Mako boats dealer. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, Jeff Longman, and that's me. Scotch. <laughs> Chris Wayne bringing it to you. This ought to get interesting. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because every Thursday night uh-huh. uh, at at six, and when sometimes it's only on the stream, but <laughs> it depends on when the Jags are playing. But uh, I hear the fishing forecast kick off the the most Southwest Grill fishing forecast, and mm-hmm. and now you guys have been doing this together for how many years now? We don't even know. We I think twelve uh, or thirteen, somewhere yeah, yeah. around twelve or thirteen okay. years. Yeah. So, so in in that entire span, Scotty, you have yet to time it out properly. I know. <laughs> when he when he when when he says, "Hey, uh, Captain Kevin, there's uh, Kevin Scott Shank," and I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the hold, and then the that's me. <laughs> but. It's that always like, good hey, right there, Chris. hey, welcome to the Bose Fishing Foot. That's me. I'm like, what? What are you doing? But Scotty. But everybody knows who that's me is. That's, that's me. me. I mean, yeah. that's that's that is like money, Chris. <laughs> I'm gonna get a shirt made that says "That's me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Captain Kirk is in Montana, right? Is yeah. he? I- He's not in the Dakotas pheasant hunt or something? Yeah, but he's, uh, is he in South Dakota? Hell, pheasant I don't hunt? know. I thought it was South Dakota. Is it South Dakota? I don't know. Somewhere out there. Yeah. Oh. You say Montana. It's I like, got me confused. Yeah, I East, yeah. East Wyoming. I don't know. I East have no Wyoming, idea where yeah. Yeah. Wherever it is, they're staying it, in. What, what they stay in? The casino. The casino, yeah. yeah that's really? A, it's in the, uh, the Dakotas. Okay. And yeah. I think it's uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. He should call us. I mean, they they don't do anything in the morning but recover. Correct. I mean, Kirk's not a big night owl type of no, guy. No, he's not. But I think the rest of them have a little bit of fun. Yeah. I mean, how not can you Kirk's stay in a casino? Fun. Yeah. And not at least slide down there and have a toddy and watch. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, drinks are free as long as you play. Watch. Yeah. Would people watch. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not a I'm not a gambler. Me neither. No, 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 no. no. I, I how many times have you been to Vegas? 
once. Me too. Once. I've been to Vegas once. Once, once. Elvis once. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the only, only reason thing- I went was for the uh, the shot show, which was a shooting okay. hunting outdoor trade association show, and I don't care to go back. Yeah, yeah. I uh, when I was caddying on tour, there was a tour stop in Vegas. So, oh, and the only thing that I did was basically people watch and maybe pull a slot. That's all I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I ba- never, it was a bachelor party. I mean, well, first of all, I didn't have any money. <laughs> that know? helps. Yeah, that yeah. helps. You know, but um, I think I went out there with two hundred dollars for three days. How much you come back with? About the same, because I hardly did anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like you said, I mean, yeah, pulled a quarter slots every right. now and again, or might play one or two hands of blackjack, and as soon as I lost your butt, then I would walk away. God. The problem playing blackjack is all the guys know what they're doing. Yeah, mm, right. Agreed. Right? So, so then, whatever you do, you, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna. I, well, if you, if you if, don't if know you what don't, you're doing, and, they're and, gonna get pissed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. that's the problem with if it's if it's you and I and Scott and Chris right. sitting at the table, it would be fun. Right. But but there's card. I don't want to call them card counters, but they know how the game's played. Well, you know what I'm see, saying? I they would watch be up everybody. There laying on 14, and the rule would tell you to stay. Right. And I'd be like, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it hit me, and, and I did that, you know. And, and, and man, are like one in one thousand. People yeah. just got mad. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm just here to have fun, guys. Well, whatever. So, yeah. You know, it's a dollar. Yeah, but yeah you it's can't a dollar table. Yeah. Like I'm not playing yeah, on hundred. You can't do that. You can't. No. You can't do that. You're right. You're right. They don't like so, it. So I and and then I, you know, started learning the, the game, and was like, oh, that's what. Now I'm how to do. how come? And the one th- part that I do like about the gambling thing is that. Food is, always seems to be very uh, very plentiful. Yes, food. and and reasonable. Yes, right. Yes, yes. And Kirk said the same thing at that casino. He said the food up there, where they stay at, is tremendous. Yeah, he did say that. I mean, you get prime rib for five bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah they, and like they, Vegas. They, I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm just telling you what people tell me about Vegas. Because when I went there, we, you know, I ate wherever we were at the hotel, and and then that was it. But I guess they feed you like a champ. In Vegas, well, yeah, but they, they're, they're not there to make money off your food, no, or your drinks. No, they're there to basically take your life savings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're wanting to do, right? If, if they're they're gambling, they don't. Yeah, they're not going to shut a yeah, tear. Yeah, but their odds are a lot better than ours. I agree. Yeah, if I agree. you cash in your four hundred one k and lose it all, yeah, at their house, they don't care. I mean, that's and here, here's the crazy thing, people. That's the bottom line. They want to take all your money. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why those casinos are so big and so nice. You know, yeah. You know what, what pay, kills you me? You paid and, for and, them. and I know you guys, whenever you listen to odds makers on football games, you know, three and a half mm-hmm. yeah. or 29 yeah. and a half. And, Which I have no idea what all that is, I'm, I'm, by the way. No, I mean, I'm just I mean, saying, I a, I'm just saying idea, who's but, favored, okay? Right, you know, right. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's uncanny. Oh, it's crazy how, how, how close, close they get. They get almost on yeah. every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I mean, how can you, you know, just like just like Georgia this weekend is, it's like a seventeen point favorite over Auburn, mm-hmm. and and everybody's like, that's crazy. That's a crazy number, you know. But you watch. I mean, it's it's it. There's no way I would ever gamble uh-uh. on 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 any kind of games like that because those guys. How, and, and here's the here's the other thing. Like the, the first game of the year, all right. How do they know? I don't know. You know what I mean? How how, I, I how, how can you set a line when you ain't even seen a a, a, mm-hmm. a, a down of football? Why, don't they set it 
based on where the money's going so that they can always – They adjust it according adjust to where it, the money's right? going. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah, but they don't set it on the way the yeah. money's going. Can they, you imagine – Who – who, Chris, let me ask you this. Is it 10 guys sitting in a room? Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that sets the line. Who sets the I line? I, you know what? I think, honestly, I think at this point, I think they've got – uh, computer programs that yeah. do it. I okay. think they got yeah. algorithms okay. that figure okay. it out. That looks at a lot of yeah, different Yeah, but facts. I remember I remember that there was a guy back, uh, I want to say pre-1010XL days when we were at the toaster, uh, at 14, ESPN 1460. That's what uh, Rick, Rick yeah. Lou called it the toaster. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did. It's freaking great. It is great. Uh, <laughs> Why did he like to get burnt there? That's the like the station what ran it. Yeah, like yeah, it was all the power it had. Plug in one more appliance and you're shorted out. That's pretty good. But there, but there was a guy who did a who did a show there, and he worked for uh, a a bet, you know, a, a line maker. And so he was one of those guys. Wow! And man, he was uh, like it was like talking to Rain Man. Really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I got I, mean, I got uh, a couple guys I've known through the years, and they can't watch a game unless they, they got get, money. On they it. got money on it. Yeah. And I just I I, I I'm sorry. I'm a purist. I love the game yeah, for what yeah. it is. Me yeah, too. And, and I, I, it, here's the other thing. I don't I don't like that pressure. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to feel f- that. I, I mean, even to me, this fantasy no, stuff, yeah. no. it kind of takes the fun out of it. Yeah, it does, because who are you rooting for? Yeah. 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 Are I, you rooting for you got five different a teams. good game, or are yeah. you rooting for a guy to have numbers? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have so many people like, oh, you don't play fantasy football? I'm like, no, no, I don't play. I never have, and I never will. I no. think it's interesting, though, that, uh, and this is totally off the outdoors, but yes. we're going to tie it in here in a minute, is that how in the world – do you end up having? I mean, there's there's some guys that just I mean, watching games and they're going, oh, he caught one, yes, oh, touchdown for this guy, and it's like against his own yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same like, token, it's like, yeah, Rudy. it's like, <laughs> dang, it, dang it, but all right, yeah. yeah. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. It doesn't seem right, does uh, it? No. Oh, it's just. And anyway, it, yeah. uh But I mean, can you imagine if somehow or another? Betting was involved in the outdoors. I mean, I'm sure that you oh, could. Well, I would imagine in like fishing yeah. tournaments bet and on stuff a like that. I'll, I'll guarantee. I'll, 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 I'll bet you you can. Don't bet on me right now because you lose your butt. <laughs> what? Can you, can you imagine that? Yeah. I mean, but, you know, I mean, I just think about, you know, the guys who, the guys who are on tour, okay? You know, like a Kevin Van Dam kind of guy, that uh-huh. kind of thing, right? Uh, do you, does they get, do they get any enjoyment anymore out of just, Tooling around in a boat, no, and fishing, no. That's you know, Chris. It's yeah. it's interesting in that uh, a few years, you know, years back, and this goes back to oh, I guess probably mm, late nineties, you know, early two thousands. Now I've, I've been asked to do an outdoor show, you know, national wise, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. couple different times, mm-hmm. and, I, and I said no, right. And I, and the reason why is I know exactly why it just takes away the fun because Absolutely. I wouldn't be his producer. Well, I mean, first of all, I love doing the show, and then I love the football part of, yeah. mm-hmm. of my life. But can I, you? I know, I know exactly because you know what it's been. You've yeah. been there before. The yeah. pressure to get something yeah. on film now overrides the enjoyment 
yes. of the pursuit. Yeah, 100%. Sure. I mean, because just like just like me at the buck that I killed last year, that's the first buck I've killed three years. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to film for three years? Right, right. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, right. because I pass up bucks and I don't, you know, there's I have a, I have a criteria that that's personal, you know. Right. But when you're doing a TV show, it ain't personal anymore. Uh-huh. I mean, you yeah. you've got you've got to you, leave footage you, down. You have to get killed. Yeah. If you're doing a hunting show. <clears throat> yeah. And, well, I mean, a fishing show, it probably can be a little bit more, somewhat, I guess. But I mean. A little bit more relaxed, but in reality, I mean, it's still you have to get the catch. Yeah, I mean, when when I was doing the show on First Coast News, uh, myself and, and Mike Kaminsky, you know, we filmed every Tuesday. That's when we that mm-hmm. we filmed for Saturday show on Tuesday. Wow, yeah, That's a tight window. Yeah, it's a, it's it's it was a tight. So you had to get something done on Tuesday, Ooh. you know. And there was there, that was that was a lot of pressure, you know. And there was days when, I mean, seriously, that's that's twenty two minutes. Filming. 22 minutes of content, of content. because eight yep. minutes are commercials. Eight minutes are commercials, correct. So, you know, and, and you think, ah, oh, 22 minutes, that's nothing. Oh, Shoot. my word. But but with that being said, three or four fish, a couple tips, and you, you, had, you had a great show. Yeah. You know, seriously. Yeah. Um, but, and that, that's, but, you know, if, if it's raining or if it's windy, or which that was the other thing about filming, and that's the same thing with, with, with when you're talking about outdoors. Weather means everything. Oh, the, I mean, not, you can't have yeah. any kind of crappy weather. Typically, and yeah. uh, I was when I was talking to Bill Dance, and this was at the the ICAST, and this is probably goes along what lines what you're talking about, Kevin. He he pecked, he basically said, you know, need about six fish. Yeah, to yep. do a show. Yep. You know. Yep. I mean, that's right. And by the time you get, you know, some of the prep video and and the summary video and the explanation all and the tips B-roll and all stuff. the other yeah. stuff. You know, some some video, some good video just to kind of lay over some other things. He some said, you know, drone shots yep. now. Yep, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, there are days that you go out, you're not going to get six fish. You know no. what? You know what show I went back and watched? Carrie and I went back and watched the other night, and I and I got to put this up on on YouTube. Was the day that Parker and I went eleven for seventeen oh. on the bait pods? Oh. Wow! Really? It's some of the most amazing footage you've ever seen of tarpon fishing. Wow! Absolutely amazing. You got. You should put that up on YouTube. I'm going to. I mean, that's yeah, it, epic. Yeah. The only the only problem was at that time is that I only had one mic, so oh yeah. You know, so I was mic'd up and I tried to stay close to Scott. Yeah. You know, most of the time, but there was many a times when we were doubled up. And it, and the cool thing was, Jeff, this is this is almost before braid because I was still throwing the four lot. Oh geez. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I, I would. I'd sit there with that. I could throw that four lot with that pogey on it. Yeah, which far- I never figured out how to do that. <laughs> and by the way, for for those that are wondering, a four lot is a big level wind reel that uh, goes on. It's not a level one. It's, well, it's not a level one, but right. it's it's like it's a bait caster. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it but it doesn't have the a level wind comes back and forth right. yep. and it spools the line on your right. your reel. Yes. Okay. This one you have to literally. Like guide it back and forth. Yeah. Okay, so for people who are trying to visualize it, it, essentially it's like a, it's like a <laughs> soup can. That sounds yeah. like too much work. A soup can it, that's it, laid on its side. It's it's it and it's got work. a handle. Yep, and you crank it on there, and your what pound fifty monofilament. You have fifty pound monofilament, yep. which fifty pound monofilament, folks, does not have 
a lot of looseness to no. it. <laughs> and I yep. could I could never eight foot rod. I couldn't throw that for nothing. Yeah, eight foot rod with just just a pogie and a thirteen aught uh, daiichi. Whereas now we're using spinning rods with yeah fifty pound braid. Yep. And you can cast it a country mile. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But to be able to cast a four-aught is yeah. insane. So, uh, oh. real quick, before we take a break, uh, got a text from our good buddy Craig Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what about our epic show at Mosquito Lagoon? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, perf- that's a perfect example. <laughs> we, yeah. we Real quick, before we take a break, yeah. Chris, we go all the way down to Mosquito Lagoon. It's me, you, Craig. And John Wilder. And John. And yeah. John's the, the, the camera guy. Right. And so we're going down there to have this phenomenal trip, and it, we had a great time. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, we did. But did we catch a fish? No. We didn't catch a fish. <laughs> no. Okay. No, so. Not one fish. <laughs> yeah. So, what was the heat? Oh, oh, so. That's one busy so, cameraman. So, listen, real quick, real quick, okay. And Chris, no, no, one, one thing here. Yeah. Okay. Just to rub it in, we didn't catch a fish. But we're sitting there, and I'm on the bow of the boat, and I've got a rod in my hand, and, a, and I'm, I'm fishing, right? And here comes underneath the whole front of the boat. Yes. It was like an acre yes. of redfish. It was. Oh. An acre <laughs> yeah, it was of redfish. I've never seen a school of redfish like this. It literally turned the entire water yeah. bronze red. It was. Wow. That, that's, a, that, that's a memory of itself. That totally was yeah. it's, it's what I remember. And yeah. so and I've got a rod, and I'm casting out, and they just kept on going. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, I, I know, but you got, I got to tell you this, this part of this story. So, two boats, all right, Jeff and I are on one boat, John Wilder and Craig are on Craig's boat, but this is Craig's boss's boat. Okay, he borrowed this boat. Oh, gosh. So dear. we're we're anchored. <laughs> I don't like the sound right, of it right. already. We're we're anchored up, and they're filming. Well, for some reason, their anchor comes loose, as in from the boat side. Okay, it comes untied. And, and by the way, the wind's howling. The wind's oh yeah howling. Which so mosquito lagoon, everything is about sight fishing. Yeah, for, the, for for us it was because we didn't know where the hell we were going. Right, right. So so anyway, they're drifting away. Right, they had a <laughs> they had a foot controlled trolling motor. All right. Okay. So Craig's yelling at John, get on the trolling motor, get on it. And John has no idea. So <laughs> John just knows how to run a camera. Yeah, so he steps on it, right? And they're spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're just, they're, I mean, Craig's yelling and he's hanging on for all dear life. And John's just rear, rear, rear. And <laughs> uh, never did find the anchor. Uh, it was, and it's it, a lot no. of pressure. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of pressure. I, I just did one three weeks ago. Yep, exactly. And. Well, anyhow, we'll take a break. We'll hold, that. Oh, yeah, hold that thought. We'll come back. Uh, folks, if you'd like to join in this morning, I know we had uh, somebody calling about a trout tournament. Uh, call back 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Man, the, uh, the used boat market is rolling. It is rolling. I mean... Big time. Yes. And if you want to buy a boat or if you want to sell a boat, there's one guy to call, and it's literally a guy. A guy. Named Guy. <laughs> guy. <laughs> guy. Like capital G-U-Y. Oh, guy. I know a guy. Love guy. I know a guy. <laughs> and so call Guy at Consignment Boat Sales if you need to sell your bay, blo- uh, bay boat, flats boat, center console boat. Uh, he's here to help you. 
uh, find one and sell one, you can visit jacksboating.com. That's J-A-X boating.com or call Guy at uh, 904-249-6225. And if you know somebody that needs to sell a boat, all you got to do is say, hey, man, I know a guy. I know a guy. His number's 249-6225. God, it's hard to believe we're coming right around that corner again to go see him. Yeah. yeah. Hard to believe. Yeah. Oh, Scott out of there every year, El Cheapo. El Cheapo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hard yeah. to believe it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Not far. Second place. <laughs> Gosh, that was, a, that was a total kick in the you-know-whats. Uh-huh. Your yeah, fault. Yeah, you got a kayak yeah. out of it. Though. Your fault. I know. Your fault entirely. It actually, it actually feels awesome. The timing of it was great, man. I mean, now I'm like on digging the kayaks. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Gary this morning. Morning, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning, Gary. Doing well. So those Jags are on the verge of history tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Yeah, actually uh, uh, stopping it. <laughs> oh, the third team to have lost 20 in a row. They're going to win. They're yeah. going to win? Yeah, they're going to win. Write it down, Gary. They're going to win. Uh-huh. Seriously. I, it's Come a, it's on, a Jeff. What you been yeah. Wow, Gary win. was speechless for a second. Yeah, really. What you been drinking, not, Jeff? I'm not, I'm not having the Gary coffee. Yeah. With, uh, by the way, that pumpkin spice, that, almond cream. Don't you dare. Don't, don't you, really you dare. Oh, I'm going to shut your mic awesome. off. Oh, that's awful. You really, that's, that's nasty stuff. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so foo-foo. Tommy, you're what, what I told you I'm going to shut your mic off. You see, keep talking about make it in the fall. Hey, 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 just for a second. I'm going to cut this fall thing off because if y'all would have been fishing with us on Thursday, you would have thought it was summer, August. Yeah, it was yeah. so yeah. brutally yeah. hot. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I called Scott. I'm like, it, really? Yeah, I swear to you, it was like 98, yep. and, and there was no wind. The gnats were horrible. <laughs> My uh, guys finally said, "Can we just take a ride for just a second we and get back to it?" Yeah, I uh, said, "Sure." I mean, seriously. It, you, but, but but Jeff, turn it around on you quickly. What if the Jags get blown out? Could, uh, is Urban in danger? Oh, it's what, not what a do you mean? What show. if? Yeah. What What do you mean? What if? Yeah. It's not going to happen, Gary. So I don't deal in hypotheticals. I deal in truth. <laughs> Jaguars are going to win. Well, I think it's more likely than the Jags winning. But hey, guys, what what's going on? Is it is it the is the the mullet running real good right now? Is that the well, well, it's been non-existent. Non-existent. Totally. Really? Totally non-existent. I, now, with that being said, after this cold front right here, I would say that whatever's around any inlets will be moving. And there, and there was there was some mullet milling around the yes. salt run, the inlet. I mean, but they weren't. Friday they were. But they, they weren't, weren't kind of grouped up around running, the inlet exactly. hanging out. There's, yeah. there's still some here and there. Oh, yeah, there but is. But it's, not, one more run. it's not typically No, it's just see hot. one more. No, I, I've no. never heard about anybody saying, oh, I'm so excited for the mullet milling. <laughs> no, exactly. No. The mullet, mullet The mullet yeah. milling yeah. about. So, so Gary, yeah. I, 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 got, I, I have no prediction. I mean, we're going to do a weather forecast here in a minute, and it includes north-northeast winds. And This will be um, the last one. Yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're talking, you know, October, October 9th. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, it's it's been pathetic. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. Been pathetic. Which begs another question that we'll get to after yep. we let uh, Gary ans- ask his question. So, so Gary, is that all, the only question you have? Is that is Mullet run yeah, over? Yeah, I just, I just, uh, I appreciate your optimism, Jeff, but I just don't see it happening. Have a good one, guys. You Thank you, Gary. And uh, hey, get a little positivity yeah. in your life, Gary. Yeah, absolutely. He's a Dolphins fan. What's yeah, he yeah. positive about? So, real quick. <laughs> Three weeks ago, I had the opportunity to film with Nuts and Bolts of fishing. Um, 
do it a couple times a year. And Jeff, the hardest thing to film, and I think Kevin would agree, is an inshore fishing trip. Because the bite, well, like we were flounder fishing, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. Well, you immediately feel the bite. And so the camera guy is not rolling the entire time because flounder fishing takes forever. You finally get a bite. Mm -hmm. So by the time he gets the camera up, there's a couple times where I whiffed. Mm-hmm. Well, he had it too long. You know, by the time, okay, well, let me, and he's getting yeah. all in, and he never right, had right, the bait. Right. So, you you know, so that one's not. Popping cork bites, um, you know, the cork goes under, he's not ready, and you got to throw the line in the free spool again. I mean, he's on uh, there, uh, you uh, know, uh, and uh, let uh, him take it back I'll under. Tell you what, it's all about the cameraman. You know, and, and Mike, uh, cameraman's got to, he's got to be ready on. the entire Mike, time. Mike Kaminsky didn't never miss anything, dude. Yeah. He was, I'm serious. He was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we went for a while. I mean, it was t- we went for a while without it. But that sounds to me like you need to have better cameramen. Yeah, no, me he, too. Well, the problem was we that was it. We didn't have a cameraman. It was me or or oh, Cephas. Oh, okay, you didn't have. And it. we didn't have a cameraman with us. Well, that's so well, he was unfortunately was moving his daughter to, into college. He needs so. to break out the wallet. Here's the, no, no, no. The, he was moving his daughter into college. <laughs> so we didn't have a cameraman. One thing I think that's probably changed or definitely has changed. Uh, filming in the outdoors is the the availability of cameras it's ridiculous oh it's 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 insane i mean guys if are, i started doing a tv show today yeah the the cameras the drones we had 20 the, gopros he had 20 gopros set up all around you don't even i mean you can buy yeah. all kinds of cameras now at minimal expense and yes. have them just on fixed locations whether yep. it be a boat or in a tree stand uh, absolutely or whatever and then just have them on i mean obviously you'd have to be able to maintain all of them but you know the the money shot those like for hunting is the one that somebody's got to it's got to be a handheld, mm-hmm. but for the for the location for all the pretty shots and deer coming in or something that you may miss with a handheld. I mean all of these fixed location cameras. I mean cameras are cheap nowadays. Yeah. I mean ridiculous. Well, they got to be because everybody's got a phone. And, yeah. I mean and hell, yeah, people are making movies on their iPhones, on their iPhones for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, I mean which is. Unbelievable. Well, I'm ready to see the second up. day because we had a lot of GoPros set up at right on the Kingfish the second day. Yeah. So we had GoPros set right on top of the rods and stuff like that. So I'm interested to see literally the real right, right. taking off and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Come back. We'll do a weather. We'll do a tides. Uh, and then uh, take some more phone calls. 904-641-1010. Right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, uh, this is pretty cool for because we're foodies, totally. They have this thing coming up on November 6th, and it is called the Egg Fest. And it's going to be held inside the Jumbo Shrimp Stadium at the Jacksonville Fair on November 6th. It's from 12 to 3 p.m. And your ticket also includes access to the Jacksonville Fair that day. Not only does the ticket get you into the Jacksonville Fair, but you also get to attend the River City Egg Fest, where you'll get to try Mm-mm. unlimited samples from the talented and hardworking competitors that will be cooking on their eggs. Oh, 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 that, oh, guy, oh that, guy, uh, that guy. I thought egg. we were having like scrambled and like the big green egg. <laughs> oh, fest. okay, okay, okay. I, when you said the. I, I, I'm with you, Scott. The egg festival. Sorry, I egg festival. I was going, dang, yeah. good. So, breakfast uh, action. A couple things. Um, you can go there just to be a taster. Okay. You can be a competitor as well. 
You can take your pick. Uh, so if you've got a cook team or whatever, sign up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hagen is also a big participant in that Hagen Ace Hardware. So if you'd like to find out more, go to RC, which is River City Eggfest.com. RC Eggfest.com. That'd be pretty and, and, and cool. In St. Augustine next week, too, you got Rhythm and Ribs. Rhythm and so Ribs. You can go to one one day. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Eat ribs Tra- one day. Tra- yeah. Travis, Travis Tritt is playing yep. Rhythm and Ribs this year. Travis Tritt. Yeah. yeah. Is he the one that did Here's a Quarter Call? Someone yes. who cares? Yes. Gotten, he yes. was, him and Billy Ray were buddies. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, they were buddies, all right. <laughs> all right, let's do a weather and the tides. Let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. That's barbecue in Jacksonville, two locations. One on Kings Avenue, the other one out there, Jacksonville Beach. Fantastic stuff. Uh, if you uh, want to have something that will blow you away, seriously, they have a seasonal um, Brussels sprouts with Parmesan cheese on it. And I'm a, I'm a, I, I love roasted vegetables. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best vegetable dishes you'll ever try. Uh, anyway, Bearded Pig, two locations. Uh, weather report. Synopsis is this. High pressure is going to build north of the region this weekend and the next week, maintaining a north-to-northeast flow into early next week. So today, northwest winds 10 to 15 knots, becoming north 15 in the afternoon, seas 3 to 4. Tomorrow, north winds 10 to 15, 3 to 4. And a chance of showers and thunderstorms, don't forget, for today and tomorrow Monday, northeast winds, 5 to 10 knots, 2 to 3. Tuesday, north winds, 5 to 10, becoming northeast in the afternoon, 2 to 3. And then Wednesday, northeast, 5 to 10, 2 to 3. I mean, northeast, northeast, northeast. It's, it's not supposed enough. to be. I know, but it's not enough to get the mullet stirred yeah, up. That's I mean, not enough. 15, 5 to 10. 15 to 15 20 to 20 20 20 is. is. Yeah, I agree. But, but yeah, I mean. It, All week long, 5 to 10, that's nothing. They're, gonna, they're not. You, I, mean, I mean, we've had east winds at 5. Yeah. All week. Really? Yes. I mean, it may be at five. All five? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. All right, let's do a Tides report brought to you by Angie Sub. So, uh, my wife had a, a meeting to go to at night, so me and Taylor were on our own for dinner one night. Oh, I know. And, of course, Taylor's a big fan of Angie Subs. Uh-huh. So, I we had gotten some new um, hats for the outdoor show that, you know, we're going to pass out to our sponsors and advertisers and such. And so, I texted Ed. So, mm-hmm. hey, man, uh, what color hat you like? Oh, <laughs> oh I see where this is going. Good, good move, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Are and, you there? And I said, and are you or will you be at Angie's mm-hmm. tonight? And this was on Wednesday, I believe. And he replies back and says, I'm actually cooking. I'll be there tonight. I like camo and black. I said, okay, cool. So I got two hats and roll over to Angie's with Taylor after picking her up from school and, you know, we're having an early dinner. And as we, as we, uh, roll into the Angie subs door, all of a sudden Ed's in there and he's got his rubber gloves on. And I'm like, all right, what's the rubber gloves for? <laughs> well, sitting right there in the pan is Boston butt and brisket. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, he made that day. They just, I yeah, mean, literally wow. just that we Still cooked steaming. it the day before. I mean, the secret to cooking good brisket and, and meet Ed, Ed's secret, and some great competitors will, well, I say competitors, competitive cookers will do, they'll cook it, refrigerate it, okay, then the next day warm it up, and when it warms it up, it pulls all that moisture right. back in. 
that's what the guy down in Austin, this world-famous barbecue guy, does. Uh, I can't remember the name of the place. But anyway, so he says, we got brisket. And I said, well, what do you think? What do you, what do you got for special? And he goes, have you ever had the Jack Del Rio? And I said, yeah, and it's okay. And he goes, have you ever had it with brisket? I said, no, but I'm your huckleberry, <laughs> right? So I got the Jack Del Rio, which is turkey and roast beef, but they take the roast beef out and put the, the brisket, brisket in, in place. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, anyway if you happen to go to Angie's today, they still have a little leftover brisket. Ask them if they have any leftover, and will they put it on the, Del, the Jack Del Rio and take the roast beef off? Oh, my goodness. Anyway. Uh, tides at Mayport for today. Yeah, totally distracted. Yeah, that one way. Who does that, that to me? That, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Eleven thirty-four a.m. Today is your high tide. That's a six point one six. And then this evening at five thirty-one, it's a point four nine low tide. Tomorrow on Sunday, five thirty-two a.m. is your low tide. That's a point three. Twelve thirty essentially in the afternoon tomorrow is your high tide. That's a six point oh six, a little higher than normal. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all? Good. Well, I am uh, headed out I-10 right now, driving out to uh, Big Shoal State Park, which is a park management area. I've drawn a hunt, a bow hunt, next week. I'll be hunting out there with my brother-in-law all next week. Okay. And we, we are, I'm almost 60 years old, and... I'm out there going out there today because the roads are washed. We went out there scouting. The roads are washed out. You can't drive down the road to the main part of the management area. Okay. But there's a bike path. And I told my brother-in-law, I said, hey, let's grab some bikes. And I bet we can get away from some people. Y'all know man, on public land, a big part of the game is getting away from people. Sure. Correct. So I'm going to drive the bike path and figure out some areas to, to shoot across the road and be able to hunt. But the main thing I want to call about is uh, I'm going to totally hunt out of a tree saddle. Okay. Now, I've been, I've been a lock-on stand hunter all my life. Mm-hmm. I've been, been bow hunting for 40 years. I've never even killed a deer out of a climate. It's all been lock-on. Yep. But I've recently bought a tree saddle, and I went up to Carolina a couple of weeks ago, hunted all uh, three days out of it, and... Let me tell you, if you, any of you guys are out there on the fence or like, hey, man, I'd like to kind of check that thing out. It, you know, it ain't like sitting in the easy chair, but I'm going to tell you this. And I hunt by myself a whole lot, but here's my wife. But I felt more safe hanging off of that tree in that saddle than I ever have in any stand. Because you literally, you're not going to, you can't fall out. You are tied to the tree. You are, you are hitched to that tree the whole time from the time you leave the ground. You put your lineman's rope around that tree mm-hmm. as you climb up your sticks or whatever. And when you get up there, you tether off to that tree, and you're not going anywhere. Okay, so so I, I have a couple questions. Um, I, yep. my, my, my very good buddy Craig, who is listening this morning, he, he's been hunting out of a saddle stand for the last couple of years and absolutely swears by it. All right, we, but, for, but, real quick, I want both of you guys, mm-hmm. okay, Tim and Kevin, to explain to people what is a saddle stand yeah. because most people, when they think of deer stands, are thinking of ladder stands, climbing stands, right. or box stands. Yep, yep, you're right. Go, go ahead, Tim. All right, a, a saddle is basically, um, and if I can I put in a plug for a local guy? Yeah. 
I, I bought this saddle from a local guy. He's right, he lives on Hester Drive right there by Browns Creek. His, his name is Robert Wood. He's got a website, Wood uh, uh, Tree Saddle. Okay. Go to his website. He's the nicest guy. He makes them local. They've been tested. He makes the final product as anything that you're going to get from the big market guys out there and at less money. Okay. And so Wood's Tree Saddles. And you can go on there and just call him up. I'm sure he's got his number on there, whatever. And he'll answer any questions you have. He even let me come over to his house, try one. He's got a tree set up, a little stick ladder. One second, you can get up there and you can swing around the tree and he'll answer, help you any way he can. But anyway, a saddle is basically um, it's like a big pouch, I, I, would, I would venture to say. It's like it's mesh. It's made out, it's making out of different materials. But it's mesh. It fits around your behind. It's almost like uh, when you see a lineman go up uh, uh-huh. a, a light pole. Yep. Yep. Well, this is, instead of going around your waist, it goes around your butt. Basically, it's your butt. It's a butt hammock. How about that? That's a perfect a, description because yeah, I was going to tell you to use that. A hammock? Yeah, it's a, it's a butt hammock. Yeah, it's based up for, for to give you a picture. And it, and it, you're, you're, it, it comes around, it buckles on, you're wearing it, and then it's got loops made into it on the side for your lineman's rope as you climb. And then you've got what's called your tether or, or your bridge, and it's made, it's made, and it's attached like just a, a, a piece of rope, basically. It's not rope, but anyway. And then that's what you tie off to the tree on. You've got what's called a tether. And it's nothing more than a climb. And everything he makes is climbing, like uh, mountain climbing rated. So it's all, it's not cheap stuff. Okay. So, it's so all, you're not. So my, my, my question is this you're hanging there, right? Yeah. And, and you're getting ready you, to, to shoot. How do you, uh, how do you stay stable? To shoot a bow. Is, what you use is, is you. you Use what's called a platform. It's almost like a mini lock-on, but without the seat knowledge. Just a little bitty platform, and you take that up there with you. And you set that. I've got. I bought one called a mission platform. I mean, they're all over the place. You can get you know different ones, but it's a. Uh, it's one of the bigger ones. I can. I can stand on it with my back to the tree. It's big enough for that. But that's all it's good for. But all you're doing is that's just to put your feet on, and then I can swing. 360 degrees around that tree and shoot from basically any angle. Now, one of the secrets is you don't get on a really big tree. You want a tree about the size of a basketball. Mm-hmm. But, but one of the things, what one of the, the aspects of this is what you do is you basically, whereas a lock on, you're basically setting up facing where you think the deer are going to come from. This, you're, you face where the deer is going to come from, but that puts the tree between you and the deer. Right. Pretty much. And you're, you're, so if you're right-handed, you know, of course, you're going to shoot to the left. If you've got to shoot back to your right, you either got to swing around the tree, if it's a really small tree, <laughs> right. or stand up on your platform and just kind of spin around. I mean, it takes a little bit of practice. But you're basically, I mean, you can shoot this as well as you can out of a climber or a lock-on. All right, so, so here, here's, here's my question. Okay, so you're, you're going to this public ground place. You're taking the, the saddle stand. Yeah. Uh, so your question to us is what? Well, I just wanted to tell anybody, I wanted to throw that out to you guys. And if anybody's ever 
looked at it on, because you can go on YouTube, there's a million videos of tree saddle hunting. And, if, and like I said, I'm 50 years old. I've eaten a lot of burgers and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, I've got, bad, I've got bad knees. But for a tool for, like, public lane hunting, where you've got to bounce around. Oh, it's perfect. You know, you yeah. have to a lot. Yeah, it's a g- great recommendation. Yep. Because, I mean, you're yeah. literally, you're right. Uh, there, There's probably no better way to get up in the air on a, on a place. Because public ground hunting, Tim, you know this, a lot of times you're not allowed to, to – you can carry a stand in, but if you hunt for the day, you got to carry yeah, you it got, out. you got to carry it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can't and this, you can wear You can wear it. It's, it's like maybe a couple pounds, you know, around your waist the time you put all your ropes and your little gadgets or whatever you got carried with you. And so yep. it makes you very mobile. And then the biggest thing you got to decide on is how, what kind of climbing method are you going to use. And that's yeah, a and, that's, right. and that could be a whole yeah. other discussion. Tim, we appreciate it. we yeah, got to take a break. Chris is yelling in our ear. Yes, sir. Great. Thank you for the recommendation, though, because I think that's a great thing. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. That's great. I mean, it makes a great yeah. point. No, that I know. If you're public ground hunting, because there's a bunch of them, uh, in fact, had a conversation this week, and we're talking about pub- some public land hunting and some places that don't even allow bikes in, which Tim was talking right. about using a bike. And uh, so when you go in, you gotta you got to be light. Well, and, and, and you and I have had this conversation before, too. Dude, it, it, it ain't no joke. Hanging a no. a, a, a hang on stand. <laughs> no, it's, it's well, and you're only talking three days. He just said you're only he's yeah. only hunt, can hunt Friday, yeah. Saturday, and Sunday or whatever. Like I, yeah. I'd love nothing better than to have a gunslinger, but I can't imagine toting a gunslinger in a couple miles. No, so exactly. it ain't happening. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right, folks, nine zero four six four one ten ten. If you'd like to join in and Top Gun, when we come back, nice. I, I got I got a comment from about Top Gun yesterday oh, from one of our listeners. Uh-huh. He said that the joke. That he told about she walks with me. She talks. <laughs> Andy, I got, I got. We got to hear that one again. Anyway, uh, Top Gun next, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Do we got to wait for it? Well, I guess it doesn't really matter now since you started talking. <laughs> there it is. Tire outlet. So I get a text. Uh-huh. from Kirby Co. yesterday. And uh, Kirby Co. sends me this text. He says, and I'll read it exactly to you word for word. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, man, what are those tires you put on your truck? Uh-huh. Uh, he's, he's digging them, right? Yeah. He likes the look. Those he, are the ones that you put on during the remote? When we did the remote right. up there in uh, Yuli. Yuli, yep. And so uh said, hey, man, they're Tire out the Yokohama Geolander XAT. Yep. That's what I got. So I forwarded Danny's number to, to Kirby Co. Uh-huh. And uh, Kirby Co. is going to get them on his truck. I like them. They're nice. They don't whine. No. And I've had them on there for a while. Yeah. Man, they're nice. They yeah. don't whine or I, nothing. I, I, sent, I sent Danny a. It's so nice to have sponsors like this, <laughs> by the way. You know, I sent Danny a text this week because I got a little shimmy yeah. in a the front sink. end. And I said, man, are you going to be at the shop on Saturday today? He goes, I'll be there all day. He said, just text me after Oh, the good. Show. So I'm going to go by. And, I'm going to go by and see him, too, because yeah. uh, they're making progress on the Nimnik Yoda. What, what, what store is it at? Uh, the Beach Boulevard store. 
So that's where I'm going. Yeah. 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 I'll be there with you. Okay, cool. I'm going to go by Strike Zone first, though. We should have just done a remote from there this morning. We should have. Yeah. yeah. We should have done, like, the first hour at Strike Zone and then yeah, exactly. yep. another hour or two at Tire Outlet. That would have been I, fun. Yeah, the sponsor I world rotated. tour. <laughs> yeah. I could have got my tires rotated, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I probably need an oil change. Hey, send me, when, when you get out there, send me a picture of the Yoda, because I haven't seen it yet. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I can do that to you at, at uh it might look a little funny right now because it's got like, it was like, like no three wheels. quarters of a lift kit on it, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. All right, let's go to the phone lines and uh, bring up Top Gun. Get a strange feeling the Jags are going to win this game. Thank you. And I'm digging it. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but I ain't betting on it. <laughs> I learned my lesson about that a long, many years ago. You're going to win two times and lose six. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more fun to lose a coat than $250. Mm, that's right. So I got out of that racket. Yep, smart man. Yeah. Listen, I was watching the Seattle game. I think it was Thursday night. It was. It was Seattle and the Rams. Rams. Yep, Seattle and the Rams. Well, they had on their shocking lime green uniforms. Mm -hmm. And let me say, first of all, that I don't have any problems with anybody that dyes their hair, whether it's pink or whatever. I, I just don't have a problem with it. But um, during the game, somebody from the Rams got hurt, and officials called timeout. So the uh, Seattle staff ran out there with the Gatorade and all. And one guy, don't know who it was, number 14, took his helmet off, and his hair was blue. Yeah, DK blue Metcalf. don't go with shocking lime green. <laughs> yeah. Either dye your hair shocking lime green or leave your helmet on. <laughs> It was well, stupid looking. Well, Seattle has. I mean, the blue is part of their color, too. Yeah, but that blue hair didn't match. That's DK <laughs> Metcalf. And by the way, so you, Top Gun. So you have to match Top Gun? That's what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, you got to match. By, by the way, Top Gun, that's DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. who yeah. is a wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. And, and he, he's good. He is a grown man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's really good. And he is about, and I don't know the exact measurements but I, I do know this he's like 6'4 he's like 225 230 ish and he's a wide receiver and he has like four percent body fat oh, wow. wow the guy looks like a greek god i mean he is well, just, right he does not look like a wide receiver right, i'll yeah. tell you that well i ain't gonna tell him it looked goofy if i ever meet him <laughs> no you you would be wise not to do that yeah top yeah gun. yeah yeah exactly Hey, look here. Uh, hey, look here. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. The joke that you told, the the church joke that was yeah. accepted, uh, what was that called again? What was the op- opening question? Oh, uh, what was God's son's name? And she said, Andy, the blonde. <laughs> and he said, Andy. And she said, yeah, Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me. <laughs> I have a neighbor, anyway. I had a neighbor who, who I was talking to yesterday, and he says, he says, that the joke by Top Gun, he goes, that was awesome. I said, which one? He goes, the, the one that's okay to say at church, the, and he walks with me. I said, yeah, it was awesome. So anyway, that was a great joke. I love that one.
Cool. Andy. Andy and the, yeah. the church going blonde. Right. <laughs> this uh, lady goes into a psychiatrist's office, and the uh, psychiatrist walks in, and he said, what can I do for you? And she said, well, I'm not here for me. I'm here about my husband. And the psychiatrist says, well, what's wrong with him? And she said, he thinks he's a refrigerator. And the psychiatrist said, well, how does that affect you? And she said, well, every night when we go to sleep, every time he opens his mouth, the light comes on and it keeps me up all night. LTS, baby! I just, I want to spend time to just know where he he walks with me and he talks with me. He did come in and introduce himself at the El Chipa. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. I just got to spend time with that. He yeah. is just like the prophet. Mm-hmm. Oh, look. All right. Let's uh, take a break. We're going to take a break. <laughs> After that. And I uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, if you have a garage and it's looking kind of rough, one way to spice it up, lay some shark coatings down on that floor. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is go to social media and just put in shark coatings. Or you can go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com. Two S's back-to-back. Scroll down to the bottom of the homepage. And click on Shark Coatings link, and I'm doing it right now, and it takes you Shark Floor. It takes you to SharkFloorCoatings.com, which I had done in my garage. And if you want to have it done in your garage, oh my goodness, what a difference it does make! Antimicrobial, and it's essentially ten times better, if not twenty times better, than the old epoxy floor. Don't waste your time with the epoxy floor unless you want the hot tires from your car to peel up the paint. I will tell you that Shark Coatings. Sharkfloorcoatings.com. And to join us here this morning, 904 641 1010. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast. And if you would like to have them help out your bottom line because they give you purchasing power by putting you in with other buyers of fuel. Go to lvhires.com to learn more. And this week's tip, Kevin likes the old Cajun Thunder. Yeah, we talked about this. We did. It's we got, did. It, was, it was funny because when we did the forecast show on Thursday evening, we walked outside on the boat and I had this new clock that Gene, as Gene would say, it's a cork. Cork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I asked. And then he did. He said, huh, you're not, you're not throwing the Cajun Thunder? But what I did this week, because, Jeff, we had high incoming tides all week, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, really, jig heads were kind of out, yep. except for maybe at the rocks. Yep. Um, so, we had to fish up against the grass with cork. So, I, I bought this base layer. And it's just a totally different shape. It's the shape of an old cork that we used it to is. use, you know? The old green wrap. Yes, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, split, split down the middle. down the middle. Yeah, and put uh, the stick in it. Put the yeah. stick in it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The old style. The old style. And, 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 and that cork um, was a little bit heavier. It didn't make that bloop bloop really right. well. It really didn't. But this one, so I bought one just to kind of compare, right? And it certainly, I think, outfished the Cajun Thunder. This week, well, you called a throw base that Cajun layer. Thunder. Yeah, it's called a base layer. Yeah, and you got to throw that Cajun Thunder to egg them hard because it's not weighted. Right. Yeah, you got to add the, your own weight yeah, where the, that's the, weighted. Yeah, yeah, the base layer is a little more weighted, so it's much easier to throw. Do they make a Cajun Thunder that is weighted? 
No. 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 Okay, no. so if you want weighted to help your casting. Yeah. Yeah. The base layer. Yeah, there's another, a there's thunder another chicken. one. Thunder chicken is where, what, I, what I would love to yeah. get the, back again. Yeah, the, the, the thunder chicken actually has a quarter ounce weight on the bottom of it. You can throw it a country mile. Okay. I mean, they still I mean, make the Thunder Chicken. Oh, yeah. 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 But, but Mark, it, Captain Mark out of uh, Georgia yeah, still I think, makes them. I, I, I don't know that. Uh, do they have them for sale? I, I just knew them from, from Leon giving it to him, and I think yeah. you can only get them online. Off his on, online off his website. Okay. But this base layer, the, the cool thing about it, Jeff, is when you, you know, like, hey, guys, give it a little snatch. Yeah. It, it goes, bloop. It, it goes, bloop, bloop, bloop. So that would be even a good thing to take because over there on the Gulf side, like if you go over Steen Hatchie River Club, because they put the artificials under those things, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. And and, and that's a a trout bait. Well, because it's more cupped. Yes. It has a cup to it where it gives that chug, just like throwing top water, throwing a Zara spoon. Like a a Right, exactly. Popper. It's the same thing, same design. So, so, you know, you throw it out, let it sit, bloop, bloop, and let it sit. I mean, it was... I liked it. I mean, I liked it a lot. As a matter of fact, I, I bought one. I got to go back. And, and, and then the some. next day, I bought two more. Um, and they're five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not they're nothing 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 crazy. But um, just try you it. Throw it There's something about float fishing or cork fishing that's just Jeff, it's so much it's fun. This awesome. week. Did you see a snook we caught on the float this week? Crazy. Yeah. And here here's the crazy thing is that uh, I've heard of more people catching snook this well, week well, well, than ever. Yeah. So there's your LV Hires gear tip of the week. Um, the base layer. The base cork. layer. Pop yeah. and cork. Yeah. Um, and plus, uh, Kevin Booth sent in a, a question. We'll get to that here in a second. But we talked about this again on the forecast show. Uh, this week, Scott, you, I sent you the picture of the 26, 27-inch mm-hmm. snook that he caught, which is on our Facebook page. Um, Leon, on Thursday. Caught one right behind me at the jetties. Caught, right. And then, and then I caught one, Jeff, five miles up the river. So th- that all basically in the in, in the two day stretch. We're a ten stretch, mile stretch. We're in a ten mile t- stretch. Ten mile stretch. We're catching snook. So it's uh, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, pr- pretty cool. And, and For October and, and and the the one that we caught, Jeff on the popping court. Yeah, the shrimp was cut. You know how they they'll kind of come up to the top of the water sometimes. Uh-huh. This snook just trying to get away from. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. dude, it was one of the greatest bites you ever. How big was the snook? Um, uh, twenty four inches. What's the keeper? 28. 28. Oh. Yeah, yeah, mine was 27 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> put the hammer on him? Get him a 28? No. I don't. I, honestly, I, I know people say different. I don't think there's that many of those around St. Augustine. I don't know if I would keep them or I wouldn't. I have, oh, my, I five, I have my $5. I, I have yeah, my you license. Get, you got your, yeah. I 20, got my license. 28 inches, man. He's going to Greece I, for I, me. I, I can promise I you if I catch one 28, it's going to I know, but hammer's here, such here, a pretty here's fish. Why. Here's the other reason why. We get a cold winter. Gonna fish going gonna anyway. be floating anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I like the Jags' chances better than us having a cold winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful now. I'm there. hopeful well, now. That, Come on. Yeah. I mean, we had a good winter up there last year, but down. I mean, what? Again, I'm, Jeff, I'm telling you, when we talked to one another on Thursday. Yes. And. I mean, we literally had to put some some speed behind that wind because I couldn't. I, hey, I couldn't take it anymore. It Jeff, was hot. Jeff, let me here, get this. Okay, I'm, I'm 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 almost positive. I'm almost exactly six to seven miles north of the inlet. Okay, mm-hmm. I caught that snook underneath a mangrove tree. Mm-hmm. So did I. Seven. Well, I'm, I'm saying seven miles north of the inlet. There's mangrove <laughs> trees now. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. North of north of Guana River. Yeah. There's there's mango trees all the way up in there now. I'll be darned, man. It's it's. I caught mine south by his. Well, where we lived, we were where he used to live at, where I live at now. Yeah, down south. Down south of St. Augustine. Uh-huh. I caught huh. mine under a mango tree. Interesting. But, but I mean, you know, we always had mango trees in St. Augustine South and stuff. But now, right in the North River, it's starting to creep. Yep. It's 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 amazing. Isn't that kind of wild? No, it is wild. Hey, I mean, if, that, that just tells you. That we've had no we've winters. Had, we've yeah. had no winters. Uh-oh. And Jeff, honestly, I know you fished there with Kevin before. If I take you in there now, you need a chainsaw lure to cut through. That's how thick around these mangrove bushes. Oh yeah, are. yeah, yeah. Where? You're talking down in, in, in the down. creeks. You and I used to fish yeah, yeah, yeah. in the creeks. You, you wouldn't even wow. right, you, you wouldn't, first you time, wouldn't you even wouldn't recognize know. them. Wow. You go where am I? Where are we going? Yeah. Huh. And I'm telling you, they're big around. That you got to take a chainsaw in there if you want to cut them down. Huh. Well, don't do that. We don't want to cut. No, them down. I'm not saying, but it's, they're huge. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kevin Booth uh-huh. sent us this, and this is a great question. First of all, he said, good morning, love your show. Got a question. I've got a 19-foot cat boat, and he's had it for 20 years, and mm-hmm. it's time for a little makeover. Electronics, uh, gel coat. So he says, to do a makeover, electronics, gel coat, top cover, just a good go over there in the wintertime would be a good time to start. Is there someone you, that uh, we could recommend to handle the complete makeover? Thanks uh, again. Listen to your show every weekend. And then also he said, where also can I get a good shrimp net? So two questions. Mm -hmm. One, where does somebody go to get the boat kind of redone? Now, the guy that does the glass work at Atlantic Coast Marine Mm -hmm. is one of the best in the business. He is. So if you're looking to have the gel coat Mm -hmm. redone. Yeah. I would ask him first, so I would go to Atlantic I, Coast Marine. I, I don't know if all uh, of uh, all in one, you're going to have to take it to. You're going to have to take people. it to a couple different places. Yeah, because when you start talking about electronics and it wiring, depends on what and, you want, and, and then fiberglass and who, work, you know. Um, but I would I would start at Atlantic Coast Marine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah because of their gel, their, their, their fiberglass guy. fiberglass guy is yeah. unbelievable, right? Yep. I mean, so there, yeah, he's, uh, would he's, be the place to start because he, there's you're talking about. He's done work for me, and whew, it was like. Really good. Yeah. Okay. As far as a shrimp net, I would call Rusty at BNM Bait and Tackle. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think Strike Zone and Strike Zone has. Strike, a, I think Strike Zone has shrimp a, nets. Are, and, are, yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. In fact, Strike Zone. If you're listening, if you got shrimp nets, text us. Yeah. And let us know. I know oldest city in St. Augustine does. With 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 tape in them. Tape on them. Okay. Well, they webbing, not tape webbing. Right. 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 I I, I would tell. Somebody, this if you want to have the greatest shrimp net in, on the planet, I would try to find a Betts High Tider nine foot. Yep, we've talked about that's the greatest pogey net on the planet, and then find somebody to do that, the webbing that can do the webbing. And I know Rusty at Ben and Bait and Tackle has somebody mm-hmm. that can do that. I agree with you, by the way. Yeah. So, I mean, I I just don't want to throw a heavy net. No, no, you know, I don't. No, and it depends on what you want to do. I'm you can buy custom made nets, but. You know, you're talking two hundred, two hundred twenty-five dollars for a custom made. Yeah, you could you can go foot. buy a damn nine foot, eight nine foot high tide for seventy nine bucks. Yeah. yeah, and get tape to get tape put on yep. it for. I mean, I don't know whatever that costs, yep. but I mean, it's. I can tell you this, it's well worth it. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, uh, should we take a break real quick? We can. Well, because well, the reason I'm asking, and Chris is actually talking right now to Captain Kirk. Okay. Yeah, is, it'd be a long. Yeah, let's what we'll let's do because Captain Kirk is calling in. Yep. And so what we'll do is we'll take a break now, Chris, and then that way we can get right to Captain Kirk and get the uh, the latest update on how it went in the casino last night, how the birds are flying in the Dakotas, 
and uh, some other stories maybe that we can get on some folks that are having a really good time up there. And all that and more right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. All right, we just got the update. Mm-hmm. Yes, Strike Zone has shrimp nets. Yes. Okay, so uh, if you'd like to get a shrimp net, Strike Zone is place to go. Yep. And uh, while you're there, you can load up <laughs> on everything else. Which who, was I, I, who was I talking to? You're doing after the show. Said they went up to Strike Zone and they're like, dude. Oh, uh, Johnny Roach. Johnny Roach. Yeah. Yeah, they were going bottom fishing this week, so he said he and uh, Alan, his who has a boat. They went up to Strike Zone to get a bunch of bottom fishing stuff, and he's like, dude, we were in there for like two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's very it's easy. easy. I, I, I'm thinking about, and just and let's bring Kirk, Captain Kirk up. Oh, uh, yeah. Good morning, Captain Kirk. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good, hey, good. I just wanted to ask you these guys, and bring you up on this thing, too, is that I'm looking at maybe getting a new spinning reel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, guys, got any recommendations on a, on a really good, nice spinning reel? I'm looking to get two of them. The, the, I'd say Stratix. Yeah, the new Stratix that we're using. I mean, pretty nice. <laughs> I like the Nazis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're really nice. Okay, I think I'm. I think I'm going to get two of them today. Yep. 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 Mine have a little bit of that old corrosion on it, and you, you got to get them turned a few times it. to get them start to work. Yes, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I I totally get it. And yeah. and, and by the way, um, it was it was Kirk's recommendation to me a couple years ago when when I had that tarpon blow up my cowling mm-hmm. and I had to get it fixed. And he sent me to John. The guy that does Atlanta, the fiberglass Atlanta work. Coast Marine. Yeah. yeah. And, and I posted John's phone number at Atlantic coast Marine, um, under, underneath Kevin Booth. So, so he has a phone number now. Okay, yep. cool. So take Perfect. care of it. Yep. Uh, Kirk, uh, where are you at? We are in, um, a small town north of Sioux Falls called Flandro population, about 2,500 give or take a few um in south dakota so i mean it's just you know different world out here fellas it's when did amazing. you uh when did you get there we got here uh wednesday afternoon and um checked in got here got out here fairly early enough to hook up with the guy and talk to him and we went out and had dinner with him wednesday night to get ready for hunting you know thursday friday and and, and today uh and look at the forecast it's a little warm here it's probably one of the warmest times we've ever been to south dakota it's hard to believe it hit 84 degrees here yesterday oh, that, that's no wow. good that's not fun no no it's a little bizarre um it's it you know you come up here and if y'all remember in 2019 we got here and i warned the boys before we left i said i hope y'all pack plenty of rain gear and they're like why and i said it's gonna snow and when snow comes in early and it's not real cold, it's wet. And to come here a couple of years later and to hit this, this is kind of, it's unusual. It's been pleasant in the morning. Like yeah. right now I'm standing here talking to y'all. It's 58 degrees. And you can see a little bit of haze on the horizon. By the way, the one thing that's unusual about being here is you can stand flat-footed and look for 30 miles. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, that's. It's 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 uh, it's insane, isn't it? I mean, when I used to go out to Kansas just to sit there and look, it's like, it's it's so weird. Tabletop, baby. Yes, tabletop. Yep. It is, uh, Jeff and Kevin and Scott. I mean, it's just you, you look to the horizon 
and Chris, and you can see Minnesota, and you can see the windmills. You know, they use a lot of that, those big propellers. Oh, windmills yeah, yeah, yeah. To generate electricity. And to be able to see from here in South Dakota over to Minnesota, that's pretty incredible. Yep, that is cool. And, and you don't, you know, and I'm talking, you only need to be in an elevation about 50 to 100 feet. So some of these areas have some bluffs. And the farm we hunt on has a bluff, and you look over, and we were talking about that yesterday afternoon. It, the haze kind of broke down a little bit. And, the, you know, the one thing that's been the saving grace is it's been blowing 15 to 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly getting some kind of breeze out of the north, and that helps to keep things a little cooler, you know, and it, it reduces the humidity. So you really don't have any humidity at all like we do in Florida. Yeah, that's but a big difference there. Yeah, yeah. So how's hunting? It's been good. Um, the birds flew real good on, on Thursday. Uh, I think we ended up killing 19 birds. And one of the coolest things I've ever seen when I've been up here is we're coming in Thursday morning, and you guys will appreciate this. And we're going by these pastures. And, and of course, all you see is corn out here. Mm-hmm. Corn is, is the king of the crop out here. And they used it for grain feed for animals. You know, pigs and chickens and God knows what else, goats and cows and whatever. Anyway, <laughs> and deer. you've got all these places that they've cut, Jeff and Kevin and Scott. And I look over and, and I see these black dots coming out of this draw. And I said, as soon as I saw it, I said, those are turkeys. Turkeys. The guys go, uh-huh. those aren't turkeys. Those are geese. And I said, no, those are turkeys. I said, you slow down. I got a turkey call in my pocket. And I had thrown a turkey call in my pocket. <laughs> Uh, Who walks around with a turkey, Kirk? Yeah, Kirk. <laughs> Kirk does. Hey, I, I, you know, I came in here last year and we saw these turkeys and I thought, I'm going to throw one of these, you know, Quaker boys in my pocket, you know, a little package of mouth calls. And so they rolled the window down and I start calling these birds and they came right pretty close to the truck and they were strutting and drumming and spitting. I couldn't get them to gobble, but man, they were putting on a show. And That's boys, awesome. They had never seen that, so they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're coming over here. And I go, oh, yeah. And I think I'm a girl. And it was Sexy one, cool too, obviously. <laughs> yeah. it's, that, it's that beard. It's, that, it's the strange girl. <laughs> it's that beard he's got going now. <laughs> one weird, Maybe yeah. you missed one me and Mr. Call in there, Kirk. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but it, the funny thing is, we came back that afternoon. And there was probably 30 birds in that flock. And I'm not kidding. We came back that afternoon, and there must have been 150 freaking birds. Mm. I have I have never seen a flock of a turkeys, and obviously because of the colder climate up here, their birds are pretty large. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are they are giant. And now, what are those? Middle Eastern? What do they call them? Merriams. Merriams. Merriams or or. Oh, the Merriams there? Yeah, Merriams. Yeah, okay. yeah. Rios and Merriams are typically out west, and the Dakotas, it's Merriams. Yeah, okay. I was okay. thinking of Rios. I mean, guys, I, they were giants. I mean, it was unbelievable how big they were. And, you know, you see, you see them going to strut to watch them, but I've never seen a flock of, of, of turkeys that big. And there was, I don't, I can't even imagine how many gobblers were in there. I'm just sitting there looking at it, and I'm, I slow the truck down. I got to see this. And we couldn't get a good picture with our phone, enough to do it justice. And, and, and just, just to think, it would be hard to explain to people who hunt out there that we hunt one bird all year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I can remember, what was it, 
three or four years ago you hunted that bird that you killed? Seven days. Seven days, yeah. yeah. Seven days just to kill him. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and to see that giant flock, I was just in awe. I was like, I've never seen that many turkeys in one spot. Mm-hmm. And they were all strung out on this little ridge line. And they were all in there feeding on that corn. You know, everything around here loves loves the fresh food, you know, and they're in here harvesting. That's so cool. Um, but the birds flew real good yesterday. We had a good a good hunt yesterday, too. Um, looks like today's going to be a, a little bit cooler, so oh, good. that's that's nice. So um, how, how, are you, how are you shooting? You shooting good? I'm doing normal. I'm, you know, I'm about 60% since I've been going over the gun club <laughs> shooting with these guys. Um, Stop, Funny you thing guys. did happen, though. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> You're mean. So... Of course. I was yeah. asking honestly. Asking could be, Kirk have been now, practicing. Yeah. The, the question That's was fine. It was it was the giggles after the question that was mean. Yeah. Kirk was giggling. I wasn't yeah. giggling. Hey, I, I, I enjoy it. I don't care if I hit something or not. It's all about the, the thrill of the hunt. But the cool thing is, here we are hunting yesterday, and you know you've got small, you know, ten, you know, uh, eight acre food plots, and he's got he's got sargum millet. Um, we've got uh, alfalfa fields that we're walking through, CRP, and we're going through this millet field, and Chad Starling is on one corner with Jerry, and Chad's always wearing the cameras. Chad's got a camera on his hat. He's got his son with him, Dallin, this time, and Dallin is doing a lot of filming for us, and they've got a real nice video camera. And Dallin's always walking with the group behind us, and Jerry Blunt and Chad Starling are blocking the field. And so, so we're coming up, and, you know, these birds, when they come up, there's like a rooster on steroids. They come up about 20 feet, mm-hmm. and then they take off. And whatever way the wind's blowing, they usually get the wind in their tails, they take off. And this bird came over the top of him out of this fruit grove, and he tried to shoot it over his head, and he twisted, and he missed the first time. And Jerry Blunt does not miss very much at all. Kevin, he's like you. He points, he kills. Mm-hmm. And and he swivels guys to his left again to take the shot. And he's a little contorted. And, and when he does, he pulls the trigger and he blows himself right off his feet. <laughs> <laughs> and so all we see are these two skinny legs sticking up in the air. And he looks over at Chad and he goes, got to get him? Chad's like, no, you didn't. And it was pretty funny, and I was like, "God, I, just tell me you got that on video." Yes, so posted yes. up on the outdoor show, a Facebook page, but um, we haven't been able to edit it and find it yet. But it was pretty darn funny. You know? <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, been good time. Seen any know? deer? Yeah, and that's the other thing. God, these deer, Jeff, unbelievable how big they are. I mean, we had a four corn run out of the. Uh, millet yesterday up in a little draw under the he was bedded up under the cedars and you know a scrape here is six foot by four foot by foot deep I yeah mean, when they hit it i mean a hoof mark here is as big as a fist you can absolutely make. it is yeah. Kevin, the deer are just so dang they, big and yeah. so dallin's standing next to me uh starling chad's son and we're blocking the end of the field and they're coming up through the draw, and all of a sudden the forkhorn goes there, and I hear him go, wow. And I go, yeah. And just think of that. I said, that's a four-point. Yeah. That's a, that's a, I said, it looks like a pony running across that field. Mm-hmm. That's a two-year-old. Yeah. 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 And, the, and the colors are like a gray. 
like a gray brown, and they've got more white on them, and then their heads, their their noses are square. It's 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 a different type of white-tailed deer, and you can tell it's not a. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was talking to Doctor Jacobs last night, Tad Jacobs, whose farm we hunt, and he goes, "Yeah, your deer have like a elongated snout, and ours are kind of blunt on the end." Mm-hmm. You know, and I I guess that's to preserve more fat around their head because of the cold temperatures. I don't know. It's yeah, like, we, that'd be a great question for mm-hmm. a biologist, but I'm sure there's like different subspecies and all that kind of I'm stuff. Sure. Hey, Kirk, um, you got a, you got you got time to hang on through the break? Yeah, I can do that. All right, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk more with Captain Kirk Waltz from South Dakota about his bird hunt slash turkeys and deer and all the great experiences that comes with the Midwest. I love the Midwest. The Midwest is fantastic. And uh, we'll talk with Kirk Moore right after this, right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnick Chevrolet Outdoor Show and uh, Stack M Storage, folks. you got a boat trailer in your yard or a trailer of any kind and you want to get it out of there because your neighbors aren't happy or you're not happy or your HOA is not happy. <laughs> Just call Stack M Storage and let them handle it for you. They'll handle it, store it, take care of it, maintain it, everything, and then bring it to you whenever you need it. Can't beat that. Stack you M know, Storage. my HOA got mad at me because my mailbox post wasn't freshly painted really oh yeah oh boy oh yeah i got a letter but i'm just thinking holy crap how <laughs> po'd would they be well if... that that you you need to call handyman travis oh hey you know what right not stack m storage uh, handyman no, no, no. travis phone number is is 510-4020 and you know why i know that <laughs> he's got it down pat you bet because i texted him yesterday Texted him yesterday, and uh, and he's gonna. Well, I'm gonna be hooking up with him, and uh, he's gonna be doing a bunch of stuff around the house. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. uh, fished with Doctor Crosco yesterday. Uh-huh. And by the uh, way, you can bring up Kirk. Yeah, and this um, conversation. And and he also hired Travis to redo his back porch. Perfect. Yeah. So and he meant Travis. Yeah, still keeping him busy. Keeping yeah, him busy. That's a good thing. He's gonna be doing some fans, putting some fans in for me. Cool. All right. Yeah. He doesn't know that yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so and so, Travis, if you're listening now, yeah, that's right, and, and bring a shovel because I got a French drain for yeah. you to dig. Yeah, hey, hey, Kirk, Scott and I had a rescue mission this week. Oh what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Check this oh, one boy. out. Yeah, check this out. Yeah, so okay. on Thursday morning, Thursday morning, yeah, Thursday morning, flood tide six point four. Kirk, you know, I mean, just a smoking wow. tide. Okay. Um, wow. As I'm leaving Comanche Cove. Scott uh, leaving to, to go fishing eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. He's coming in. He Scott wasn't leaving till nine o'clock. And I look on the dock right there by the Kingfish Grill, and there's a, a fire. It's it's all it's it, it's a berm we'll call it, but it's all no, I was like about old, on the dock. The fireman. Oh, the fireman. Yeah, the fireman the, was there's, yeah. There's yeah, a fireman yeah, on, yeah. on the Chris. dock. Okay, Chris. And his name is Chris. Yes. And he and he yells at me. He's, he's like, a he's like Captain Kevin. He said, "Come here for a second. So I go over there, and he goes, "Hey." There's a guy stranded on the rocks Ooh. But at, at Comanche Cove. And there was a big boat between me and the person on the rocks. So I couldn't see him. He goes, would you mind? He goes, we, we're getting ready to launch the the The, the fireboat. Fire Captain Zach Timmons got yeah. called to come, yeah. come and get you know, him. The guy called 911. <laughs> and uh, so so I go around, and there's a guy on the rocks. on at, at like Comanche in Cove. a boat on the rocks? No, 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 no. no. He, walked, he, he walked out on the rocks, and the tide came up. 
and blocked them. It cut him off. <laughs> And he can't. It, you it, know where the pilings, all those pilings that are stacked up, the yeah, big yeah. long things. That's where he uh, was flat fishing. Yeah. Early that uh, morning, and got cut off by the tide. Yeah. So so to land. So, so tide water too deep for the walk. Don't do it. Rushing. It 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 looks like white water rapids. Ooh. When you're coming into the cove, it actually picks your boat and slides. Yeah. It. Yeah. So so ah. so he's oh, stranded on this little rock with five rod and reels, a backpack, landing net, and. He said and he his called cell phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. cell phone. Yeah, he said he called his dad. He called his brother. You know, and <laughs> it's and his water's coming up. And finally, he had to call nine one. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, so, so we were to, right there. I just yeah, we, I just eased up there and and um. So you put, picked put, him up, put, put yep. him on the boat, and and he was thankful, and you know this that, and the other, but but he was like, I don't. So the firemen didn't end up having to launch their boat. No, right. that's good. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> we saved the taxpayers. Some we dollars. did. <laughs> but, but anyhow, moral to the story, Kirk, is people don't understand what this tide will do to you. That's you right. know, we see it with you, Kirk, and and Jeff. You guys living up. I mean, Hannah Park. We talked about that the other day. Uh, I mean, you're out in the middle of a beach. What you think you're fine, and next thing you know, a half hour later, you're cut off. You're cut off, and your car is floating. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that, this water will drown your butt. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah, and he even, you know, he's like, he's like, what? He goes, I've never seen this before. And I'm like, well, it's called a spring tide, and, you know, you need to check your tide charts yep. before you before you come, come out here, you know? And moving, so, Kirk, you had to hide this whole week. I mean, it's been bad. Man, I mean, it's been, you've, you've picked, you picked, you picked a, a great, great week. week to go to South Dakota. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. But did you see this? I saw th- that, uh, saw Captain Guy wearing out some, uh, kingfish yesterday he did yep yep i can't even believe there's still kingfish around yeah they're unbelievable well kirk on thursday i'm telling you bro it was 98 degrees and no wind it was awful Mm -hmm. it was unbelievable brutally hot yeah strange it's been a strange year brother yes yep there's no doubt there's Mm. yeah it's been a i mean it's probably probably more kingfish on the beach right now than we've had all summer all summer (laughs) Yeah. If you could find bait, I would, yeah. I mean, and the weather, you know, being a little bit more conducive, yes. Yep. Yep. For sure. So, well, I, I, it, just just a quick question. Um, are you, you're shooting a 12-gauge, correct? I'm shooting a Browning uh, Gold Hunter 12-gauge that I won at the okay. Thrifty Bait and Tackle, what is it, not, National Wild Turkey Federation thing they did or whatever. Yeah, are you shooting, you shooting three-inch? Uh no, two and three quarters. Okay, good. I, I was just I was two, just curious because yeah, that that'll that, number, that'll wear you seven. out. You know, shooting pheasants, shooting those big shells. Yeah, at number seven. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. And of course, this year because of the lack of ammo, we had to ship ammo about I guess about five weeks ago. Did you calculate uh, how much it cost every time you pull the trigger? I don't think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> My mind doesn't work like that. I mean, just out of curiosity, what did you pay per box? It was a hundred. Jeff, it was a hundred and fifty dollars for ten boxes. So was that about fifteen dollars a box? Yep. Give a shake, you know. So, so hold on, now. I want to do the math on this, okay? Just out of curiosity. So okay? every time you shoot, it so costs it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that okay. was a case, which is ten boxes at twenty five. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's 250 right. shells. Uh, well, that's 25, 25, right? Times, Times 10, 10, 250, 250 right? 50 so you're shells. basically dividing 150 by 250, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so 
150 divided by 250 equals so 60 cents of every time you pull the trigger. Which I mean, the only reason I bring that up is uh-huh. just back not very long ago. Right. Okay, 60 cents there, right? Okay, and so let's say five dollars a box, right? That's what it used to be. Yeah. Nice five yeah. divided by twenty-five equals it used to be twenty cents. So it's essentially it's three times. Mm-hmm. So it used to be twenty cents every time you pull the trigger. Now it's sixty cents every time you pull right. the trigger. Jeff, if I had to worry about that every day of fishing, yeah. Every time an eight-inch mango ate a shrimp yeah. off somebody's line at fifteen cents a piece, I'd be broke. I mean, it's just I mean, just think about that though. I mean, what COVID and politics have done. Oh yeah. To the cost of ammunition. To, to the cost of everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, we were we were talking wow. this this week, Kirk. You know, inshore fish on Thursday and Friday, fifty bucks. Yeah, I'm bucks. averaging fifty bucks a trip. Fifty bucks a day for just for bait. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I agree. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, and and and, and I know I know I know it, this is a, but I'm sorry, financially wise, I look at it as long as my tip equals what I cost in bait, then I then I made out for the day because <laughs> everything else yeah, you're right. that we have involved in our costs, mm-hmm. uh, trust me, is within the boat payment we pay, the insurance, every you know, and whatever that. Does not have the bait cost instituted in our charters. Yes. So, Kirk, how's yeah, uh, that. how's the craps table been treating you at night? I haven't even been in the casino once. Not uh, even to eat. Come on. No, they have uh, they have all these restrictions, whatever to go into the. You know, there are people in there wearing gloves, face masks. I mean, I don't know. Those guys are going in there and doing it. Some people are, some people aren't. I, I, I'm, I just. They, the a lot of the tables have been shut down <laughs> for the lack of attendance, and so I know they've been hurt. The casinos are hurt, from what I understand. Um, you know they're trying to rejuvenate everything, but you can see that it's impacted these people in a in a big way. I mean, there's no doubt. Funny thing that y'all should be talking about pricing too, because the the price of beef up here is risen dramatically i mean when you could come in into a restaurant there's a little place down called uh mad mary's and then we went to this place called pheasant and steak out in uh out near egan mm-hmm. and you could get a prime rib a 10 ounce prime rib last year for about 16 dollars you know a prime mm-hmm. rib dinner which was a salad and a, a starch and a vegetable and you get rolls and, and Usually th- these guys, when they t- tell you 10 ounces, it's like 15. You know, they just, they're always generous. Now, 10 ounce last night was $24. <laughs> that's a big change. <laughs> Isn't it, Jeff? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I looked at that price last night and went, wow. And they got these little stickers over all, you know, you got all the restaurants and they got the little stickers over the prices. So they've been impacted pretty, in a, in a pretty big way here. And you're in, freaking beef country here i mean this right. is where they grow right. the corn yeah. to feed the, the cows and they're yeah. they're you know they're cattle farms all over the freaking place you walk out of the casino and the first thing that hits you in the morning is the smell of cows and dirt you know you can smell them <laughs> so it's been a big it's been a big deal you know but everybody seems to be doing well the, the thing about coming out to the plains like this these people they're so friendly yeah everybody is so friendly they're engaging they're they seem totally relaxed i mean you can't hear city noise you don't hear a lot of jets i mean no traffic there's not these folks aren't stressed out like they are 
you know, when you come to a big city. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. And the star and viewing at night is incredible. It's, un- it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It, tr- it truly is. Yeah. Even Chad, who uh, he, he rented a and b in town. He's not staying at the casino with us. And he and Dallin rented a and b Airbnb in town. And he came by the other night, and he was like, I can't, I can't believe it. And I said, what? He goes, this is the first time I really looked up at night. He goes, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. He said, they, they had a little hiccup. They flew Delta. We flew American. Delta lost their luggage. Oh, <laughs> to, no. Oh, yeah. First day we get here on Wednesday, he's traveling, and he's flying Delta, and he's got to make three stops. We only made two. We went to Dallas-Fort Worth, and we came straight to Sioux Falls. Well, he had to go from... I think they went to uh, Charlotte and uh, Chicago or Twin. If they were flying Twin. Delta. They went Jacksonville to Atlanta to Atlanta somewhere and then wherever to right. Sioux that's, Falls. That's it, yeah, Jeff. yeah. That, that's it. Twin Falls. And so when they got to Twin Falls and they flew to South Dakota here, they got here. They lost everything. They had their the luggage and their guns, and so they had to go back Wednesday night at midnight back to the airport, which is an hour from here. To pick up his guns and his, his luggage. They and that's when he walked outside and he so saw the stars. Delta didn't offer to bring it to him? Well, they're kind of touchy about, you know, bringing guns. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I didn't, yeah. Got you got to show your ID yeah. and go pick gotcha. up the guns, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a bummer. Throws a wrench in. Yeah, it was a big bummer for him. But that was the first opportunity. They got to go outside late at night and look up. And the sky was just as clear as a bell. And it was like, wow. Look at all the freaking stars. Oh, you, you can know, no you, could, you could give me a, a nice drink and a lawn chair, mm-hmm. and just let me sit outside mm-hmm. in the Dakotas and just look at the sky. A little fire next to me. Oh yeah, that is yeah. beautiful. Thanks, Kirk. All right, Kirk, have a great Be rest safe. of your trip. When are you coming back? Uh, we fly out tomorrow. We got the uh, we got to leave here at four thirty in the morning to catch our flight. Boy, mm. all right. Well, enjoy yeah. your day. All right, brother. Thank Send us you some guys. pics. Yep, pics. Lots I, of pics. I will. Bye, buddy. Good talking to y'all. See you, buddy. See you. All right, uh, 904-641-1010. We come back. We're going to talk to Chris. He's been to Wyoming and uh, super cool Scotty Brown right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Coastal equipment on New Kings Road and in McClenny. It's your home from Kubota, Gravely Zero Turn Mowers, Hot Feet Pressure Washers, and all the steel power equipment. And they do a great job with service and parts. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if you need a part, mm-hmm. right, fast delivered right to your house. And, uh, yeah, I've done that. I've yep. done that before with them. There, there do was a some, great certain job. things that, that I needed. I'm like, I called John. I'm like, dude, I really don't. Feel like driving all the way to New Kings Road? He goes, no, 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 no. Well, you know, send it to your house. Send it to, to, oh, yeah. Kind of like Ben Coda, sitting on your porch the next day. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice. <laughs> all right, let's go to the phone lines. Chris was in Wyoming doing something. Let's uh, find out what he was doing. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? <clears throat> doing good. Doing good. Uh, yeah, went out to Wyoming. Uh, left Tuesday week ago, and uh, went out there antelope and so mule you, deer hunting. You, you drove. Yeah, we drove. We drive. Well, this year I drove. I, I flew the previous two years. Okay. Okay. But uh, we fly into Grand Rapids, South Dakota, which is, I guess, the other side of South Dakota from where Kirk is. Right. And uh, How long did it take you to drive? 
Jeff, we got in the truck Tuesday afternoon at one thirty, and we got out of the truck in um, Torren- Torrington, Nebraska, at seven o'clock Wednesday afternoon. You drive and then straight we said, through. Yeah, we drove straight through. Ooh, so you're looking at essentially thirty hours of driving nonstop. Yeah, thirty plus. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Bless no, your heart. Woo. Bless you, your you know heart. My motto. That's right. You know what my motto is. You're going to be dumb. you got to be tough. <laughs> I don't know if I'd rather knock kingfish in six to eight than drive 30 hours. <laughs> it, was, it was about In a bay boat. In a bay boat. <laughs> yep. Oh, my we, uh, You know, you just can't was, get that comfortable No. in a vehicle. No. no they don't make one no. comfortable enough. Not unless you got one of them, like, Winnebago things. Right, right, yes. right, right, right. Yeah. Or the old, Chris, the old vans with the captain's chairs that used to swivel. And yeah. Like, yeah. Sprinter I van. Do that. Yeah. I saw, and I don't know. Unless your grandpa Jimmy. You know, I don't know who you makes seven it. hours not realizing that somebody's but not there, in there. There was, a, <laughs> there was a van that I saw the other day, Chris, that would have been awesome for a trip like that. And it was, I think it was like a Winnebago conversion van. Mm-hmm. That was like crazy cool looking. So I mean, if you're gonna make a road trip, something like that would be. I, yeah, if I if I was if I was gonna do the road trip, it would. I, I, that's what I would do. I'd rent something. But what were you guys yeah, driving? Yeah, what were you driving? The Pinto. Uh, fifteen hundred Dodge. Ed, for for long people like me and you, Jeff, it's, there ain't no stretching out in the back seat. No, you yeah, just kind of cur- curl up. But we we was able to sleep for an hour or two at a time. Yeah. Um, but it weather was. Gorgeous. And we had fifty degree temperature swings out there. From twenty yeah, twenty eight degrees in the morning to eighty four degrees in the afternoon. Oh my god. It was tough. Wow. But but the animals, the animals that you see out there is just amazing how many you see. Antelope, mule deer. I I was the opening morning I was mule deer hunting and probably seen fifteen different mule deer bucks. Wow. Um any as as wide as twenty six inches, twenty four to twenty six inches, and you know all the way down to to forkies, but nothing I was willing to pay the, the trophy fee for. Um, and you just you hunt and and you know whatever you whatever you decide you want to shoot, that's what you shoot. But you pay the trophy fee for it. And I've already done it, so now I'm trying to find a a big boy. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it was a it was a fun hunt. I. I it's it's not uncommon to see a hundred 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 fifty animals a day, you know, between mule deer and, and antelope. Did we you ended up, uh, Yeah, I got. A, I only I didn't draw a, a buck tag this year. I oh. had two doe tags. Okay, but uh, they eat better than the bucks anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had a two two doe antelope tags and a mule deer tag, and I didn't I didn't end up using a mule deer tag. Um, so I I just tore it up. I won't eat soup out of it this time. Right. Right. So you're but, th- um, just 30 hours to get there. How many days did you hunt? Uh, we hunted four days. Okay. okay. And uh, hunted Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and then decided we just head on back because it was just continually getting warmer. Yeah. And we were seeing fewer and fewer fewer mule deer. Scott, my my partner, he killed uh, he killed two uh, whitetail does and an eight point whitetail buck. Um, so we, we brought back five animals. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's good. That's a heck of a trip. Yeah. So at the trip. Goosers, we're going to have antelope. If we, if we want antelope, we will have antelope. Mm-hmm. We just got, just got done frying up some antelope steak for breakfast. Very I, nice. I've never had antelope. How's it taste? 
Oh, my God. Um, I'll get with you, Jeff, and see if I can't get you a, a packet of steak. Um, okay. It's 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 amazing. It's not – you hear the sagey stories. These these antelope run on a, the, just grass flats for days and weeks and months. It's it's a, like Kirk was saying, the, the – the, I don't know what the – you know, I know that you know, everywhere here is, there's trees, but out there you stand on a 100-foot a rise and you can see – five or six miles you're standing there with 15 power binoculars looking at deer a mile and a half or two miles away and you just got to figure out how to get to them nice it was uh yeah we i found some i was up on a big ridge and there was like some guys from virginia in there and there was seven or eight people in this in this bowl hunting these deer that the, the uh, water man that for the cattle rancher he told them told us all about it evidently it's one deer <laughs> and um they run those poor deer all over that basin so I was sitting there up on the ridge by myself, and I, I glassing all over the place, and I and I found these deer. They's probably a mile and a half, two miles away. Went back and found them uh, the next afternoon, and there was two. There was two bucks in there. Um, one was probably twenty two to twenty four inches, and the other was probably probably twenty inches. You know, just just sat and watched them graze and all that. But uh, the the range that you can find animals is is amazing but you then you then you got to figure out how to get yeah, there how to get there <laughs> yeah yeah the, 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 the ground is ripped to shreds with i guess it's glaciers and water runoff and all that but that's where all these deer live they you'll be sitting there and glassing and come back over an area and there'll be deer standing where there wasn't no deer um two minutes ago mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's crazy that's but, like um, little slight depressions and everything they can hide and just you don't even realize that there's any way right. for them to hide but it's just crazy how that is anyway uh thank you chris Thanks, and by buddy. the way next year if you drive out there i, I found the vehicle for you uh, mm-hmm. i just pulled up the winnebago's website and it's uh right there was a i guess a great german explorer naturalist and his name was alexander von humboldt okay mm-hmm. well winnebago has this van and it's called the bolt b-o-l-d-t spelled just right. like this german explorer it's a uh, Diesel-powered camper van equipped with lots of storage and spacious floor plans, making it the perfect blend of innovation and comfort. But it's only two-wheel drive, and it only costs starting at $226,000. Let me get a couple of them. And if you want to get a four-wheel drive version, you can get the Revel. They start that one out at one hundred ninety-three grand, Chris. Jeff, you know I'm a PWB, so uh, I'll stick with a Dodge truck or an old old Chevy truck. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, buddy. All right, fellas. All right, we come back, uh, Scotty Brown, Uh and also we're going to do a ring power tip of the week that we'll we'll actually pull him up for that conversation right here on the Nimnick Buick GMC Outdoor Show. (laughs) (laughs) Tire (laughs) outlet. No. No duos. Uh, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's now time for Green Power Tip of the Week. <laughs> All right. Uh, Green Power Cat Rental Store has the youngest fleet in the industry, and it makes them very dependable and efficient, and which obviously helps your bottom line out. And if you would like to learn more, go to ringpower.com to see how that they can help out your bottom line and your productivity. Go ahead and bring up Scotty Brown for this, uh, Chris. 
And this week's Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. A couple things we highly recommend mm-hmm. if you're going to be hunting in the woods. Uh, one of them is a muddy system safety harness yep. that uh, I think is the best on the, on the market because it's it's very... It's very friendly for those that hunt in the south because mm-hmm. it doesn't have fabric things that make you the, hot. The the original hunter safety systems mm-hmm. brutal, too hot. They were awful. Yeah, it was like I wearing mean, an extra layer of clothing. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it, it was. And Scotty, because I know Jeff bought the muddy, and I I bought the gorilla, which um, it it, lo- it looks just like this. It's just got the straps, but man, it's comfortable. You don't even know you have it on. Um, and, and these these safety systems and it's funny scotty jeff um, anytime somebody's like hey you know um can i come hunt with you sometime I'm, you know i'm like yeah sure we're gonna i the first thing i ask him you got a you got a safety belt you know and if they and if they kind of hem haul i'm like dude you're not sitting on my property without a safety harness no. on i mean i just don't no. i don't allow it anymore i mean i don't understand why you wouldn't wear one with all the accidents that happen every year mm-hmm. you, you you need a um Need a belt. Need the one to wear on the boat Thursday and Friday in all that heat, so I didn't pass out. <laughs> Fall over the side. <laughs> the uh, the other thing that is a great thing to pair with the muddy safety harness is the lifeline. Yeah, which is made. We by, all got this. Made by Hunter Safety. Hunter System. Safety System. Yeah. And, so uh, so I bought I bought two um, Millennium Millennium stands mm-hmm. this year. And, and and this is the first time that actually I bought one and Roger bought one two, two totally different stands. Both of them came with lifelines. Nice. No, both of them, and, oh, and, they, awesome. they, and they weren't any more expensive than they had been, but they're including lifelines. In Which the, they in, should, to be honest. I, with you. I, they should. Well, every time, how long ago, Scotty? Every time you bought a stand, it, it had one of those <laughs> safety harnesses in it that that I never did figure out how to get it on, but. You know, now now they're putting the lifelines in there. So that's cool. Keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Morning, Scotty. Good morning, guys. What's going How's on? How's everybody doing? Everybody's good. 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 And today's, today's packing day for Scotty. Tomorrow's travel day, and Scotty will be on Beanville Plantation on uh, Monday. Oh, that's okay. A, that's a fun destination. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I wish I was going with single-line sampling, but we're... Using the old electricity again. To, we got some more lakes. Uh, we did like 14 of them in the spring, and we got about four or five more to go. We're going to do them this fall. So, Scott, where is that again? Beanville Outdoors is over um, north of Lake City. Oh, okay. Uh, see, I thought you were going to Mexico. No, not going to Mexico. I have no ties to Mexico. <laughs> Chris just... <laughs> He's an our son doesn't even live. Our son doesn't even live near Mexico anymore. The uh, uh, it's not all for those fun. for those that don't know, Bienville Plantation is. Uh, I mean, literally, it. We've known about it since the the, the mid to late nineties. Yeah, and it was essentially an old phosphate mining area, and then when they dug the phosphate out, so now you have a lot of areas that can hold water. So they would the water, of course, would naturally fill in to these areas that they would phosphate mine, and it became unbelievable bass fishing habitat and specks, speck fishing, yeah. et cetera. So, yeah. and then so after they got done mining, what they would do is they would leave some of these systems of maze of canals 
and just leave them as they were. Mm -hmm. And then some of them, they quote unquote reclaimed and made them more into lakes, et cetera. But the fishing is ridiculously good. It is. The bass fishing. Mm -hmm. And it has, and somebody built cabins and made it a destination and, uh, they had quail hunting to go along with it and uh, built lodges. Yeah, because you can't recreationally Beautiful go out there, place. right? They, they have memberships. Or they, 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 they used did. to. No, yeah, no, they they're, used they're, to. they're no, longer, no longer doing memberships. No longer doing memberships? Okay. No, you, um, they got, um, they have, I think right now they're using 16 or 18 lakes. They have 60 guides that um, work out there. 60. Um, yeah, sixty. And obviously, they I don't they can't fish sixty boats at one time, but they can get pretty close to sixty. At they one get time. pretty close and not even yeah. not even bad an eye. I mean, it's yeah. the, they, so they have that they much got, water. There yeah. is that much room. Oh yeah. And, and for the yeah the the new owners have just purchased it about uh, eight months ago. Um, right after they purchased it, they called us and asked us to come help them. And so we started out there in the spring, and uh, we've been working for them since. And they've they're changing changing things up and kind of going back to the old way i actually worked there back in the early 90s when i was working out of lake city out of the regional office back when the state used to help private landowners um, we actually went up there and did some electro fishing in the like 91 i think it was when it was very first getting going and uh it was a destination from around the country and then it kind of kind of fell off in the 2000s um, there was another owner that took it over and for the last 10 or 12 years and they I, I didn't even really know it was even still open but they've been open the whole time and they kind of got to where they were doing just corporate corporate trips only and the new owners they're getting hunting back into it um they're doing uh you can you can plan on day trips uh they got a couple days coming up where you can uh sign up and it's a uh, two mornings and one night stay and uh, some of the guides are going to be there and they're going to do uh i think in the one one morning you're fishing, one afternoon you're listening to uh experts talk about how to how to catch bass and then I think you you fish the next morning too before you leave. I can and, uh, I can tell you this that honest to God, if uh if I had one place to bass fish, largemouth bass fish, and this is based on my experience mm -hmm. from years ago and, and and assuming that it's still that good, that would be where I would go. I mean, it was literally 60 fish a day. Mm -hmm. Better than stick marsh? Oh, my God. It's not yeah. even close. Uh, okay. I mean, if, if you timed it up, Scotty, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you timed it up right and you went there in uh, January, February, when they started to kind of get ready for the spawn and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it was magical. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in fact, uh, I don't remember how many times I fished out there, but it was quite a few. And, and one of the mem most memorable times that I ever had fishing out there was fi uh, fishing with Peter T and, uh, and Peter T just took me to school. I mean, took me to right. school. Well, I hope so. Bass fishing. Well, I mean, look, man, I'm here to compete. <laughs> you know, I don't care if he's a bass pro fisherman or not. And he, he schooled me, man. I talked to him last week. Crush flounder fishing. He loves the flounder fish. He loves flounder fish. Yeah. I saw him at the ramp. Yep. Yeah, he loves flounder fishing. But uh, yeah, it was it was a cool place, and and that's first time and first place, and and last time I will ever have turtle soup. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, – and the, the cool thing, Scotty, you probably remember some of this stuff, and you've been there recently, but you would launch at on this system of canals or maze of canals, and you would get lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a maze. It's easy to yep. get lost there. So, so, Scotty, what is, in my aspect – honest to God, Scotty, I've never caught a freshwater fish in a big body of water. In a little pond or Kevin's place, yeah, but not – around i mean when you're going out there is it like in kevin's to where you got to like take some fish out of there because you're trying to make a big bass habitat or are you just counting to count or what 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 are you trying to sustain benville to be well what we're doing um what they what they have been doing the last 10 years is they haven't been taking any bass out um and they've been and like Jeff said, you can still go there today and you can catch 40 and 50 a day um, for a half-day trip. And But the problem is, you know, you might get some, you know, close to six pounds. And then in the spring, you'll get a few of those eight and nine-pounders. And what we're doing, what we're helping them do is we've identified some of the lakes that can grow probably more, uh, better, can sustain more and even larger trophy bass. So what they're going to do is over over the next few years, they're going to start developing a few of their lakes, and they're going to be – you're going to catch less bass, but you're probably going to catch, you know, six to 14-pounders. That, that um, Six to 14-pounders? Yeah, that place could produce a yeah. world record. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. Um, and what people don't um, – phosphate pits are very productive. Um, the water's always green. Um, it's not um, – it's because phosphorus is one of the elements in fertilizer, obviously, so – um, the water's always green. Usually they're just chock full of threadfin and gizzard shad. Uh, they ha- they can sustain large uh, populations of golden shiners. And so your bass, they're they're on full feed most of the year, but not all the time. Um, I, when Jeff was talking earlier, if you want to fish Beanville, you need to start going, planning to go between right now and the end of April or early May, because that 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 period is just it's lights out. They're already. I'm already starting getting pictures of. They caught a, I think, an 11 pounder, which is the first double digit they've had in a while. Wow. And uh, they're caught some, caught some sixes and eights this past week. And uh, the water's the water's getting a little cooler. The fish become more active. Uh, in a green lake, what what we what we're showing them is that in this, you know, when the water's cooler, you may have 10 feet, 12 feet of usable water where the oxygen is anywhere from four to 20 parts per parts per billion. And so those areas the fish are at. Well, in the summer, when the water gets hotter, temperatures rise, the water gets a little greener, that area where the fish can live gets smaller. So you're taking maybe a 100-acre lake of fish that used to use 12 feet of water. Now you've taken a 100-acre lake, and now they're only using six or seven feet of water. So you've compressed the population and they won't go any deeper because there's no oxygen down there for very long, and there's not much down there for them to to, to feed on. They might go down and try to get a little cooler, but they got to come up and they got to sustain that oxygen level. So the fish start um, in the summertime when it's really hot, <clears throat> water gets a little greener. The the fish really turn off, and that's what we've shown them this this summer. Exactly what we said would happen about June. They said they weren't catching any fish, and then about three weeks ago, man, they started hammering them. Oh, and, this, and this will go all off. the way through. This will go all the way through. Uh, like I said, through April. Yeah. The north North Florida. I mean, the water will stay warm enough that they'll keep feeding. So 
you'll have a you'll have a little period where the the big bass that their growth slows down, but once the fall cooler weather hits, which is obviously started now since they're catching the heck out of the bigger ones, um, they go back on full feed and they'll feed you know nine nine eight or nine months, and they, I mean they have unlimited food in a phosphate pit, so that's where you get that growth, and that's why the fish grow faster. You can carry more of them. So what we're going to help them with is we're going to try to um, we've, we've identified some lakes and we're going to start, ta they're already starting to take fish out. And what they've actually done is they've, they had a couple tournaments already this year <clears throat> and some of the lakes that we're going to steer towards trophy bass. And, you know, it's hard to take out if you're going to take out 20, 20 bass per acre and you got a hundred or 200 acre lake, it's, that's a major that's undertaking a, a to lot, take that yeah. many fish out. Yeah. yeah. So what they've been doing is um, you can sign up for a night. You go over, you fish an uh, afternoon and a morning, and uh, they'll uh, they do big fish. They're doing big fish fries, and they're frying up the bass cool. that you catch. So and they're let you know you can only obviously fish the lakes where they want to take bass out. So that's one of the new things that they're offering. Um, yeah, you're gonna have you know, to season way. up that bass. You're gonna deep fry for me, Scotty. Yeah, me Scotty, we got to take a break, got, brother. Yeah, we got to run. Thanks, buddy. Well, okay, man. Whatever do thank you, and uh, that's cool information. Care. Good talking to you about Bienville. See See you. Yeah, that's cool information about Bienville. Yes. That's a, yeah. it, it is a cool place. I'll, I'll never forget one thing there. They Somebody told me how to, to fish a trick worm. Mm -hmm. And literally, you take a rubber worm and you hook a hook right through the middle of it, go po poke it right through, and that's it. I never imagined that that could catch fish. Uh, uh, yeah, you would think that that would yeah, what's the up. Name? I thought somebody now. was what joking. Right. When, when, literally, yeah. when they told me that, I was like, shit, no way. And it's just off like off a dropper loop and a sinker on the bottom, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean what are you, it's serious? stupid looking. And it catches fish like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, 904-641-1010. If you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hello. <laughs> Did you say something, Chris? Nah, uh, not me. Trying to... Get our attention, maybe? Just a fly on the wall, man. Oh. Hey, folks, if you're interested in buying a Cadillac, there's only one place to go. That's Claude Dolan Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard. And uh, if you're looking for something pre-owned, just go in there and tell them what you're looking for. Look, it, it, I'm not telling you it's going to be on the lot. But if you go in there and say, hey, I'm looking for this, this, and this, give them, give them a couple weeks, and they'll, they'll find exactly what you're looking for at the right price, right mileage, all at Claude Dolan Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. They're that? having a heck of a what time that, with cars and trucks as they oh, are with boats. I mean, I'm looking are. at the lots, you know, passing them in St. Augustine every day. Well, it, and there it, ain't much there. The, the, obviously, Jeff, most of the guys that we take fishing have pickup trucks. Yep. You know, and and listening to you know a lot of a lot of these companies that that we take, they switch their trucks out every year and stuff and. They they can't do it. They can't, Balancourt's they can't. having a hell of a time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, they're driving the same ones they did last year. Yep, yep, yep. So it's very very interesting times for sure. Uh, hey, uh, let's go ahead before we get to David. Let's do, uh, yep. do a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip. Of I the just week. saw this, and this is very interesting. So yeah. we, so we got Terry Bradshaw involved oh, in the Kirby Co. I'm going to tell you all about it. Okay. Uh, Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader, improving provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, and finishing on both commercial and residential products, go to kirbycobuilders.com to learn more, and you can go do that through the homepage of outdoorshow.com if you'd like. But uh, Kirby Co. and Miss Kirby Co. are big, big supporters of a couple different charitable organizations here in town, and, and one of them is the Women's Board of Wolfson Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. And what they've done 
in the past, and they're doing it to continue here going forward. They have the Florida Forum. And for uh, this year, the Florida Forum since 92, I'm going to read you some things here real quick. Uh, so, since 1992, has brought renowned speakers from around the world featuring monarchs, entertainers, pundit, business heavyweights, heads of state, and more. And this Florida Forum has obviously enriched the intellectual and cultural life of Jacksonville. Well, they have a series of speakers that are coming. And uh, there are some very interesting speakers. Uh, one of them is Terry Bradshaw, mm-hmm. who we all know. He's, he's hysterical. A, uh, he's fantastic. And another one is Charles F. Bolden, Jr., Major General U.S. Marine Corps, retired, NASA, okay, uh, dedicated his life to service of the United States and working to secure, secure nation, security, prosperity, et cetera. And he's going to be a speaker on November 17th. Tim McGraw it will be a speaker, which Tim McGraw, if you don't know, sold more than 50 million records worldwide. He is speaking on February 16th. His, his mom lives here. I uh, mm-hmm. believe somewhere west of town. Yep. And uh, Terry will be speaking. It's going to be moved to January. Mm-hmm. And But you got to buy the tickets now. And so we provided the, the link up through our Facebook page and our Instagram page so you can get your tickets now because you have to buy the series of tickets. If you want to be able to go to one, you, I think it's like a package where you buy mm-hmm. the tickets to go to the different forum speakers and certainly will be very entertaining. Um, the, one of the reasons why we... It's my naked room. Yeah. <laughs> the what? You ever seen that movie with Terry Bradshaw? Terry. Uh-uh. It's his naked room. His naked room. <laughs> He's walking around. It's it's the funniest damn movie. What, uh, with uh, McConaughey. Uh, Matthew, uh, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And, and Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Well, since Terry is going to be one of the mm-hmm. speakers, and I get to moderate that. Kevin, just like oh, you... Oh, that's cool. You got really? to do the night with the captains. Yep. I, I will be Dennis the moderator. Catch. For Terry. So I'm looking forward to that. So since he is coming, we have decided that our Kirby Cook, because Terry is obviously works alongside Howie Long mm-hmm. on the Fox NFL Sunday, and mm-hmm. Howie, uh, Howie is, lives, uh, he is now a Charlottesville, Virginia resident because his old roommate at the Raiders was Bill Pakel, and then Howie was wanting to leave LA and he was looking for a place to go. And I said, Howie, I said, go check out Charlottesville. So anyway, make a long story short, Howie now lives in Charlottesville uh, because of that conversation that we had. And so I've known Howie for a long time and, and have known Terry for a long time. And so we have a Terry Bradshaw favorite recipe here, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's worth a poo. But it's, <laughs> if Terry – and I can tell you this, Terry's a foodie. If Terry says it's good – it's good. Okay. And it's Terry Bradshaw's Ribs and Beans. We have the link up there on our page to make this. And the one thing that I can say is that if you want to change out the ground beef that he's mixing in with the beans, you can put a little venison in there mm-hmm. instead of the ground beef. But he's got the recipes for the ribs and the beans. So check Very it out nice. on our Facebook page. And that's your Kirby Co. Ink Cooking cool. Tip of the Week twofold. We got a Terry Bradshaw recipe and also a link to where you can get tickets to the to the forum that will be going on. And uh, and it's the again, it's the uh, benefit is for and this is Kirby Co.'s Miss Kirby Co. and Mr. Kirby Co. The Women's Board at Wolfston Children's Hospital. Okay, and it's the 2021 and now we'll actually be in the 2022 season of the Florida Forum. So check it out.
on mm-hmm. our Facebook page. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up David before we take a break. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. I wanted to get in on the Benville conversation. I was fortunate enough to fish with uh, Kevin over there one time long ago. Yes, we did. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Man, I tell you, the because um, y'all were kind of talking about the history of it, stuff like that. I, I remember when they had the uh, – so Benville, when we first started going over there, they were having tournaments, um, you know, during the spring mostly, and it would take three fish weighing 20 to 24 pounds to win those tournaments. Oh, yeah, easy. And it – and, and there was no no grass, so to speak. And then uh, hydrilla came in there, and it was unbelievable. I mean, the fishing got to be uh, just amazing, uh, as Kevin probably can remember. Yes. And then the previous owners killed all the hydrilla uh, with chemicals and with carp, and uh, it never seemed to really come back. But I guess the thing was that, you know, back in the day, it was 125 to 150 boats on one of those lakes and you really didn't really see anyone. It was kind of crazy. And it's t- the, the crazy thing. It was a, a total hidden gem. Mm-hmm. I mean, not really any, not many people knew about it. And I always yeah, thought they had memberships, memberships. They had daily, you could go pay like $300, take your own boat and go for the day. And, and all that's been cut out from my understanding, which is a little bit, I'd rather go by myself and be guided and kind of, figure the puzzle out. Does that make sense? What sure. I'm saying? Sure. I always and, thought and, that like the BASS would buy it. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or something like that and make it like the Disneyland of bass fishing. Yep. That's yeah, a great idea. Uh, uh, Rapala was over there one day we were fishing and they came up to us and they had Bernie Schultz and one more pro. And they said, Hey, if you guys catch any big ones, put them in your live well, find us. Cause we want to do some commercials with them. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we were members over there, and we were going every weekend. So, uh, But my favorite time of year to go was as cold as the water could ever get and throwing the swim bait. Um, throwing swim baits over there, big swim baits, was always really good and a lot of fun, and you catch a lot of fish. So, Anyway, I just thought I would interject there that that place was unbelievable at one time. I'm not sure how it is now. I hope they get it back to where it was. I wish they would. Um, go back to the daily thing. I think that would be something they should look at. And the tournaments, like I said, were 125 to 150 boat times. So it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going back to the daily thing though. I mean, I wish it would be cool if they, if they would do that, but I mean, they just, I don't know. It's an, it's an interesting I don't know the proposition. The yeah. Yeah. David, Thank you, David, David, again, thanks for taking me though. Years ago. That was, that was a blast. That, you know, that's the only time I've ever fished there is with David. It was, that was I, fun. I, I had a, uh, I had it recorded on my DVR. My DVR went bad, and I, I keep telling everyone I'd like to find that, that CD somewhere sometime or a v, DVD and see if we couldn't put that together. But I, that was unbelievable. I, I, I will tell you this: um, uh, Carrie and I have been going through all of my old shows because we're going to try to post some on YouTube. And if I, if I come right. across it, I'll, I'll let you know. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank yep, you. Yep. Thanks, David. All right, we got to take a break, Chris. Yeah, Chris is like, oh yeah, uh, like three, four minutes uh, past due. Do you have a clock in there? Uh, no. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. What if I did? What take if a I break. Don't? Let's take a break. I'm going to start commercials right now. Whether you're talking nine zero four six four one ten ten, if you'd like to join in, and Lester, 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 you got one more break before the last break. Yeah, oh my gosh, Lester, it's nine thirty four here on the Nin McBuick GMC Outdoor Show.
Teenage Marine Construction, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven, they can make it even better. And all you have to do is give them a call at 904-264-7500 or go to their website, C, the letter C, and A-N-D-H, the letter H, okay, and then marine.com, C-N-H, marine.com. And they do docks, bulkheads, boathouses, boat lifts, maintenance, new construction, remodels, additions, you name it, they do it, all at CNH Marine Construction. All right, I asked for it so that he would not call in the last segment with five minutes to go like he normally does. And Lester has answered the call. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Man, I, I, I've got, I told y'all this stop, but I got an excuse this morning, a good one. Brother, I'm, a, I'm dead asleep, 4 o'clock in the morning, right? You know, we got security cameras outside. Freaking Taylor keeps his boat here, and all of a sudden the camera goes off. And Marsha, what? She goes, somebody said, what's going on? And I wake up. First thing I do is grab my cig out of my drawer, and I get up, and the freaking door's opening. And all of a sudden, Big Head hollers, Dad, Dad, it's me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, he surprised visitors today. Yeah, that's not the like, way you surprise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why don't you do that at 10 a.m.? Yeah, that's right. Instead of yeah. 4 a.m. Yeah. yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning, brother. I said, Brandon, what? The Marine Corps taught you anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes, yell louder. He goes, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, you saw me on camera. I said, dude, you were at the door in two seconds. Last thing you need is to have a confrontation with a half-asleep, fully-armed Lester. Yeah, yeah. in boxer no shorts. Doubt, it was, it was God, that's a mental picture. I don't want to see yeah, Thanks for that one. Man, the heck. I thought the Swamp Stomping Willie Bugger was coming in my house. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, you know, I wasn't ready. To sh- I, the instant Marcy was hot, you know, it's Brandon, but, I mean, from being woke up that sleep it just wasn't good Mm-mm. no that's that's not the thing to do uh, yeah. big big head no. big head needs to learn that yes he does he goes oh man i didn't think about that that scared <laughs> the hell out of me more <laughs> and then you know things got good but you know he's crashed i, I tried to get him to stay awake i said you need to tell these guys on the show them what you did <laughs> but uh he uh he's crashed so I slept in a little bit. I got a little blood pressure awakening, you know. <laughs> mm, yeah. But hey, y'all were, uh, y'all were, t- I'm, I know, I think I've mentioned this before about Benville. Back in the 80s, my dad's what, you know, my dad's a professional guy, blah, 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 all that with large mouthing. And uh, he, uh, he used to have key to the place back when Holland and Knight Law Firm, there was a huge corporate law firm all over the world where my dad's wife works for him. And uh, my dad used to take me there, uh, you know, twice a year. But he would take uh, different prof- uh, professional fishermen uh, in the Redman tour there. And uh, <clears throat> and I'll never forget the first time I ever went there. It was in probably 87, 88. And uh, <clears throat> we caught at least. 70, 67, you know, about the norm. Mm-hmm. And we caught a few fish, and I, I've told y'all this before, if you remember, we caught a few fish that their one of their eyeballs would be to- up more towards the middle of the head. 
And, you know, us old country boys, you know, dad's like, that's because they grow too dang fast in this lake. Yeah. And he used to tell us, you know, y'all don't make sure and wash. Yeah, us boys scared to death. Tell us we better don't touch our mouth or our hand or our mouth, you know, because water make you bionic and all this crap, you know, when we were just teenagers. But uh, it was, uh, it was a, a great trip. I know we one pro we used to see there a lot was uh, Shaw Grigsby. Yeah, that's right. Shaw Grigsby used to make videos there. And uh, I know Bill Dent, you know, you sit there and see them in these canals, and they go, God, how are they catching these? That's because they're at phosphate pits. <laughs> you know, a- anybody who did a bass show, anybody, yep. did two, three, four, five yep. shows out of Benville Plantation. E- oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, they easy. all did. Cause, oh, I mean, yeah. it, it was, it's an e- yep. easy show. Yeah, easy show. Oh, it's an easy show, yeah. And, you know, people sit there and go, you know, I think Marsha asked me you know, years ago, she's like, Honey, how, how's he catching them over there? Man, he's in phosphate pits. That gum, I call it the ant trail place, you know, because it's like an ant bed. There's just canals everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was, and you could, unless you would get lost mm-hmm. in oh, there if you weren't careful. This was back before cell phones had GPS and you could that's put right. a yeah. drop pin and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's right. Hey, Lester, well, by the way, you, you brought up the Red Man tour. So just out of curiosity, I type it in, mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I GTS it. And, uh, so I get a little link here and it says, uh, you know, little thing says if you're 21 years of age or older, like to receive three cans of the new red man, moist snuff, click here. <laughs> oh, so, oh, yummy. So I, I, I click on it. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm trying to get any snuff cause I, I don't do snuff. So, but I click on it out of curiosity because I just want to even know if that's still even active. I click on it and the, what I get is a response that says this. This site has been blocked by your network administrator. Alcohol, <laughs> tobacco is the reason. <laughs> oh my lord! Yeah, so well, I guess I guess here at Ten Ten XL they have a a block on a block network on. administration. Wow, keeping I'll you from darned. going You're to things. Allowed. Don't they know that at the outdoor show we have to research some very don't, important things? Yes. <laughs> don't blame me. Amen. Don't blame me. Not my fault. <laughs> yeah, you need- there needs to be a waiver, you know, for the outdoors. Yeah. I mean, they, they have, don't they have the disclaimer before they start our yeah. show? Yeah. That, Amen. you know, that it doesn't necessarily reflect the yeah. views and opinions of this station, yeah. what you're about to hear. I like I like beer, right? I, yeah. I tell you, uh, my dad fished for Limberneck Spinnerbait, and uh, him being a guide on Lake Jackson, which was like the phosphate pits, but as far as big bass. You know, the, right now it's it's gone. It, it went back down in the sinkholes. There's three sinkholes in that lake, and uh, all of a sudden the lake will disappear. Back the Seminole Indians call it the disappearing lake. Uh, we, there's a state park there, guys. That the Indian Mound is oh, it's higher than a telephone pole, to where you know the Indian stack buried, and you know you can view go through the park. But when I was a kid, you know we used to go out there all that man airheads on that lake just unbelievable but but to get back to what i was telling you the 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 uh jc worms out of california before zoom ever came about since you know you get uh stuff in the mail you know when you're a guide well they sent dad these worms that were salty you know this is when salt first come out in there and it, and it looked like a zoom flute and we took them things in uh, Benville. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> it was like cotton candy, brother. It was unbelievable. Mm-mm. All right, Lester. Thanks, we got to take a break. Right, buddy. Hey, buddy. Thank you, brother. Hi, brother. See you. We come back, weather, tides, and a uh, few thoughts on uh, what we can do fishing wise this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be with the uh, north, northeast, et cetera. And yep. we'll do that and more right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm sorry, but that's one song that just doesn't get old. And that's Never. an old song. That's an 80s, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like early 80s. Yeah. yeah I was going to say. Our weather port brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville. If you want a, uh, and I believe this with all my heart, that a brisket is the true test of great barbecue. Mm-hmm. And if you know how to do great brisket, you can do any kind of barbecue. And the Bearded Pig has the best brisket, and it's not even close. All right, here's the weather. It's going to be out of the north. For a while. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's going to be. Yep. I mean, today, it, it, northwest, it, 10 to 15. It, tomorrow, north, 10 to 15. Jeff, Monday, northeast, 5 to 10. This 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 time of year, it's Finally. supposed, to, it's supposed yeah. to be out of the north. Tuesday, north, 5 to 10. What does that mean temperature-wise? It's really not going to be that no, cool. It's Mm-mm. not. That's the disappointing thing. Low because the I, forecast I, I totally agree with you. Is totally not what you would think. And I'm looking at the daytime highs, and it's going to be in the 80s. Yep. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it was supposed to be in the 70s it's with the north wind. Especially with the north wind, exactly. Yeah. And they're calling for 15 to 20 yeah. today out of the north. They are. I just don't quite hey, You know what? Let's just hope it brings the humidity down a little bit. Dude, I'm just telling you. This I'm week, telling you. I hope. I hope. And, 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 and the water temperature is all the way back up to 83, 84. 83, 84 yeah. we had. Yeah. yeah. Tides Report brought to you by Angie Subs, the best French fries, period. Not even close. And I've had two batches of them this week, and I have confirmed it twice. That they still are the best French fries on the planet. <laughs> oh, twice. By the way, mm-hmm. when Taylor and I went mm-hmm. on Wednesday, she ate so many French fries. <laughs> Seriously, her stomach Seriously. her stomach was bulbous. <laughs> she had half a sandwich. Well, you know, as, as, as a father, you're supposed to yeah, you know kind of yeah. handle this. You know, yeah. it's like hey. Oh, yeah. I did. I yeah, did. I, let's put what? Jeff in charge of <laughs> food, food moderation. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me help you with that. I, well, I, look, I said, look, the only way to help a bulbous stomach is to go get ice cream. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and got ice cream. She said, Dad, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, you can do it. Uh, there's there's can, cracks and crevices in there yeah. that you can squeeze in. And so, yeah, we went and had ice cream. That's just that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good job, Dad. Yeah, yeah you know. All right. Uh, so, anyway, Angie Subs is a good way to give the kid a bulbous stomach. That's mm. right. Exactly. The best sub shop in Jacksonville. And don't forget about the Grom at the beach as well. Angie's Grom. Tides for Mayport today at 1134 a.m. It's a high tide. It's a 6.16. Wow. 5.31 p.m. Way up there. Is Way a low up. tide. That's going to be a .49 tomorrow at 12.30 p.m. is your high tide. That's a 6.06. That's that's high tide, man. Mm-hmm. Um, northeast winds, flood tide fishing? Oh, oh. no, Martian fishing. Martian, Martian. hunting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I we mean, were dodging bullets Thursday and Friday. Yeah, Thursday and Friday, there was some hens dying. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of birds getting killed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Other question that I have with this northeast wind, if somebody wanted to go try to catch a snook, where can they go? Oh, you know what? Um, because snook are yeah, – people are catching I, them. I, 
I this mean, is the, actually a good tie to snook fish. Yes. Jeff, just think of trout fishing, but with for snook. All right. Okay. And you want high, clean water. Yep. Um, where where I was fishing, I mean, I, I, I'm literally I was seven miles. I was in the North River mm-hmm. and just just fishing the grass lines uh-huh. and caught a very nice snook. I was uh, down by two hundred six. Yeah, Scott, Scott, he's down by two hundred six in the mangroves. I caught mine underneath the mangrove, and 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 then um, on we, a shrimp. Mine on, was on a shrimp too. Mine well. was on a shrimp on a jighead. And then Leon caught uh, on a popping cork with live mullet. Live mullet at the jetties, at which the you jetties. could catch them on shrimp too, because you and I do that. You, yeah. but. The funny thing is, like, if you fish our jetties, Jeff, you literally have to put that shrimp or mullet in the rock. He's yeah. going to eat it in the rock. Well, and, really, and and the 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 biggest problem with that right now, Jeff, is this with this flood tide. Flood tide, he can't mm-hmm. see. There's the, no rocks. There's no rocks to fish at all. Well, no, they're covered. Six six o tide it goes over them. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. Unless you come about halfway back down the jetties, right. and I really truly haven't found any that way. I've caught a few, what yeah. we call the pocket, right. which is inside by the salt run I've call, side. I've caught them there. You know, I've caught them there. Um, sea walls would be probably a, a dang good bet to do I, it. I if would, if I, I did, I'd do it on a seawall. Yeah, any anything, Jeff, and, and I, I say this, but we'll, you know, if you stay between the 312 and the Volano Bridge, high tide, fish the grasslands. But, I mean, I was way north and you were way mm-hmm. south. So if you want Knox. to do it, it you know, popping corks, live shrimp. Big mm-hmm. live shrimp. Okay. Would and and, and 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 you know this, Jeff. Uh, snook are very wary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I've been using like a a um, a one knot. It's, it's it's the live bait hooks that we use mm-hmm. on, on our rigs. Yep. Kept yep. To a tackle. Yep. That, one knot. Almost like a little wire. Yep. Hook. Little wire. Little wire work, hook. Works, eagle claw. Work, works awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So hey, um, uh, so let's do it just like that. A question for you guys, real quick, before we get off the air. Do you guys play cornhole? Have I? Yeah, or do I? Mean, I? This is totally unrelated to fishing. Yes, subject. it is. Chris, I, do you play cornhole? Yeah, I'll throw a bag or two. Yeah. Okay, you know the bag. You know yeah. you throw yeah. in cornhole. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there is a, uh, and just got this from Ed. Okay, there's a big cornhole tournament, and Ed, it's benefiting the Two Tit Mice Foundation. Okay, and it is Wednesday, October thirteenth. At 6 p.m., starting at 6 p.m., going to 9 p.m. And uh, so if you want to get in on this cornhole tournament, it is at ABBQ Meat and Drink. ABBQ Meat and Drink. You guys know where that is? That's uh, 461 Atlantic Boulevard. Okay. No, I don't. Yep. ABBQ Cornhole Tournament for Breast Cancer by Two Titmice Foundation. It is on the 13th. That's a Wednesday coming up. And you can get tickets to check it out. Uh, 20 teams, it's limited to. Single elimination, $50 per entry. And uh, it should be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. Hey, just one other reminder to folks. We talked about this earlier. October 15th, Flounder season's closed. Closed. So closed. next Friday. Next Friday. Next, two days after the cornhole tournament. Yeah. Yes, it's two days after. It's closed until the end of November. End of November. So... Remember that. <laughs> I think it's basically October fifteenth at twelve at eleven fifty nine PM right, basically. Right. You have Friday to fish, but don't catch one on Saturday. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah, that does stink. Absolutely. Logs as usual. The Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some 
find sponsors that don't stay. St. Augustine, welcome to Mo. Steen Hatchie Mo. River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, be there in a little bit. Tire Outlet, be there be in a little, little bit. bit. Kirby Cool Builders, <laughs> Welland Bay Marine, Shimano, Firewatch, the Firewatch, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Shark Coatings, Travis, Handyman Travis, Coastal Equipment, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Claude Nolan Cadillac, The Bearded Pig, Green Power and a Cat Rental Store, Stack M Storage, and of course, the Nimnick family of dealerships, Yukon GMC on Phillips Highway, and Nimnick on Cassett. Folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya.